0: two and a half weeks into 2022 and last year already feels a million miles away and many of us want it that way but the year wasn't without its highlights too
1: this is our second of two weeks looking back on 2021 some of the best and worst of the year in music entertainment and our own predictions
0: are you ready it's time to wake up have we got a show for you
1: I've been expecting you. I know you all want answers. I'm just trying to be in the world, not of it.
2: Dude! I don't even know what to do right now. Safe for the whole
1: family.
2: Well, excuse me, for trying to sneak you into heaven. Hey, do you want to join our small group? Do you want to join my D group? Do you want to join my cell group? Community group? Access group? Accountability group? Act 27 group? Aren't
3: you wired? Online? Surfing the web?
2: Now let that be a lesson to you. Oh, gilly Kelly doo I, I find that offensive.
0: Rise and shine, nerds.
1: You're tuned in to the back row with Matt and Mo, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd here at LTN. I'm a third generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd.
0: And I'm Mo, sidekick to the chief radio nerd, here to bring the facts and fire to your day. Now, where's the coffee?
1: The Back Row Morning Show is a thrice-weekly show on LTN Radio that covers a wide range of topics from all across church and pop culture, and we usually take it in threes, three segments focusing on different aspects of our weekly discussion. You're listening to a compilation of the main topic segments from this past week's morning shows.
0: This week, we're taking a look back at 2021 in part two of a two-week rewind.
1: Before we jump into our discussion, Mo and I also have a side venture called Back Row Games, home of several Christian tabletop games including our two most popular judge not and sunday school answers sunday school answers is the original christian knockoff of cards against humanity all the awkward fun without the need to bathe and bleach afterwards to get all the sin off
0: Here's the latest. First of all, there are two new booster packs now available the 2021 booster pack, adding more pandemic era fun to the game, and the Holy Veggies pack, with cards inspired but not officially licensed by a classic show centered around a Christian tomato and cucumber. And we got lots
1: more coming in the next few months. February, we got the sports booster pack and the parenting booster pack. Uh, which we have here in studio. Uh, They look fantastic. I'm super excited for them. I'm dropping them all over the place. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, also in studio, we just received today the uh, the beta version of our biggest expansion ever coming out in March to mark a, a year of the relaunch. And it's got 266 cards. It's called the White Box. It's huge. It's fantastic. And you can pick it up to add to your original game. But it's also big enough... Also big enough to kind of be a standalone, to play you know, a few games without running the risk of you know reusing cards too quickly, hmm. uh, but it'll pair perfectly with the core game and any of the expansions you want, and you can just go nuts and never have the same game twice. So, you can check all those out.
0: Uh-huh. You can check it all out and get your copy of Sunday School Answers at backrogames.com.
1: 2021 was a long year, but it also kind of felt like it sped by. This is our final week of looking back at the best and the worst of 2021.
0: Last week, we took an outward look at the biggest headlines in the nation and world and then looked inward to some of the best moments of our own show. Then we began um, an expanded look at the best Christian albums of 2021.
1: Recently, I joined Andrew from At The Real AA Batteries on IG Live for our yearly tradition of looking back on the music that made the year special. We each came up with our own list of the top 20 Christian albums of the year and compared them, and last week, we took you through our first 10 picks, beginning with the 20 spot, counting down to 11, and now we're going to pick up where we left off for the top 10. Here we go. So, uh, Number 10, so we're halfway through.
2: Top 10. We're in our All right, top 10 here we go. No turning back. So... <laughs> um so number 10 another another band i've never heard of um glowing moses and with event horizon Mm. so basically so it starts off with an acoustic with an acoustic track a short acoustic track but when you get into when we get into the next song you know what kind of album you're you're going into because the main star is the guitar um, it's got some really not ni- really nice drum work. The vocalist, the vocalist does a really good job, but the guitar is the star of the show. Um, it, it's got some really really just beautiful guitar work um, through e- through each album, honestly, through each through each song, I mean. So in it, uh, honest, it's a short it's a short album. Like, it's kind of like, it's, it's that album that's like, you can't really call it an EP, even though it's pretty, even though it can be pretty short, but um, <laughs> honestly, um, there aren't, there aren't that many um, Christian albums are, out there that where the guitar is the star of the show. And it was, it's just very refresh. It's a, just a very refreshing rock, uh, listen to for the rock genre anyway.
1: Yeah, um I'm trying to remember. I I only heard of them last year and they had a song called um The Mountain. Uh and that was my first first uh listen for Glowing Moses. I didn't even know they had a, a new album out. Uh this is another one of those that's really like you said, really under the radar yep. uh bands and it's hard to find uh on listings of new releases. Yes. So Yes. Yes. I'm excited that there's a whole album. Yeah. Nine tracks. That's weird. Yeah. (laughs) I guess it's just enough to technically be considered a full album. (laughs) All right. Number 10 for me is, um, death therapy, melancholy machines. Uh, dark yet very upbeat, crazy mix of interesting projects. Uh, Tension and Melancholy Machines, the title track, are my favorite on the album. Um, I'm noticing I just really like experimental stuff. <laughs> now that yeah, I'm going through this yeah. list and explaining it, most of, my alba- most of my album choices so far have had the word experimental in the description of what I'm trying to say. Uh, but Death Therapy has been fun. My, the first song I heard from them was their version of uh, Narles Barkley's Crazy, uh, which was very you know, it was very dark and, and slow and deep the way they did it um, made it very like a uh, ominous almost, as opposed to the goofy song that it was when Charles Barkley did it. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, this is a very unique style uh, of music yeah. that they come up with uh, dark yet upbeat. It's hard to, it's hard to even fathom that in your brain, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun album. Give it a listen.
2: I'm good. <laughs> Number nine, you got remember by Future of Forestry.
1: Mm. So
2: Future of Forestry, it, it's just they don't release a bad album ever. Honestly, it's like I remember. It's like I remember one of the first songs I've ever heard of is like from their EP. This was like 15 years ago or even more. Called uh, Slow Your Breath Down. Mm. Uh, and the, I I just instantly became a fan, not only because of just the lyrics and the and the music, but also just their, uh, just them being master music musicians, going from uh, instrument to instrument to instrument. Yeah. And I know, like lead singer, I forgot his I forgot his name, but he's just a, an incredible singer and an incredible musician and lyricist. It, um, he's just a whole pe- he's just a
1: whole uh. pe- Eric, it's like Eric. Yes, yes. Ow young, ow young, oy young. Yes, I don't yes. even know how to pronounce it. Yeah, like it's like ow and young together. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know,
2: and if any, if I can describe Future of Forestry sounds, it's very atmospheric, honestly, and yeah, they yeah. they play to that strength on this on this album. It's just, it's beautiful, honestly. It's just very, it's just a beautiful piece of art like each song each song on that album you can just listen to it and just honestly and listen to it lay back and just let the let the music let the music just um let the music co- come in and honestly it's just a very wonderful experience
1: they give me they give me like cold play vibes yes you know it's yeah. that it's that kind of like ethereal um just, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I, I like that a lot. That's a good one. Uh, number nine for me is Andy Mineo, which I kind of already touched on, uh, but he came out with an album called Neverland two. Uh, it's a, it's a fantastic album. Uh, there's a song on there called trying, uh, that is in my list of top songs of the year as well. Um, that hit me the hardest because it's a huge list about the things he's trying to start doing and stop doing, Uh, trying to be, you know, a good, you know, Christian, a good friend, a good family member, you know, all these different good role model, you know, all, all these different responsibilities on his shoulder and how he fails at this most of the time. And sometimes it feels like it's not even worth trying to do this because it's not, yeah, you know, yeah. he's not seeing the returns on that from other people. It's, it's a very raw emotional album. Uh, it's full of a lot of that raw honesty, uh, which again, like I said earlier, it's kind of a new growing trend in Christian music. Um, notwithstanding, uh, or not, not whitewashing rather the, uh, the things in this faith journey. Um, and I think this album's done near perfectly, um, the only issue that I have and it's uh I guess a more and more minor one with every year uh that passes, but there's there's more and more Christian albums that have put cuss words in their lyrics. Yep, yeah, yeah, I agree. That uh it kinda bugs me because but more more from just like a I want to be able to be. I, I used to be able to know that I could play this whole album, you know, <laughs> in church or in youth group or whatever and not have to worry about my kid hearing, I know. you know, yeah. the D word or something, the F word. And, uh, Andy Minio in the song, even in trying, you know, he uses the D word. It's not a lyric per se, it's just more like, an ex, you know, one of those in between lyrics, exasperated kind of, you know, not hype words, but you know those words that are in between the lyrics, uh, and it's it's very clearly you know you know damn, and I'm like whoo okay I mean it's a great song and it's a raw emotion and I get it and that's usually the excuse Christian artists use to put a cuss word in is because we're using it as a raw emotional uh, yeah. real thing and I don't disagree with that. But at the same time, I don't agree with, (laughs) like, you can still get it. You can still get the point across without having to put it in the actual song lyrics. It's not going to take about, uh, well, I'm going to talk about that a little later too, with another album, but that's my only gripe, but uh, it's still a very good, very um, thought provoking kind of album.
2: Well, he did, he did uh, cuss in uh, the, um, what is it? The, The arrow EP, or the sword EP, which with one of portrait. those.
1: Yeah. That's he right. He did. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just, yeah, I get it. It's just also kind of hard to accept. <laughs> I get it. Hard to, it, yeah. hard to ex- like, every, every explanation as to why, because they're always asked why, like, why did you do this? Yeah. Every explanation is like, well, it's the only word that would have worked. I'm like, no, the English language is pretty big. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. that was that was John Rubin's. That was John Rubin's big excuse when he came out with uh, what was it, futuristic, where two of the songs on there had the S word in it. Yep. And they're like, well, why did you do that? And He goes, well, th- I just feel like that's the only word that would explain how I felt. I'm like, no, dude, no. If 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 you're a lyricist, <laughs> you can paint the picture without having to use that word. But yeah, yeah, I just, it's, I feel the same way about comedians. I'm like, if you're, if your punchlines are curse words, then you don't know how to write jokes. <laughs> like, the most, the most popular Christian, or the most popular, not Christian comedians, but the most popular comedians are like Brian Regan, Jim Gaffigan. Uh, those are the biggest names, Jerry Seinfeld, biggest names of all time. None of them hardly ever, you know, use cuss words. True. And none of them are really like for, for uh, the punchlines of their jokes, it's a cheap, it's a cheap usage of language yeah, sure. that I feel is just an easy out. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. soapbox over for now. <laughs> <laughs> for now,
2: for now. Okay, I, we're on to number eight. Number eight, number I've, eight. Got, I've got Blue Flower by Grey Havens. Another, another, a band I've <sighs> never heard
1: of. I love Grey Havens, dude. I love them.
2: Okay, I I they released um they released one song, their lead single for the album. I thought it was good. It it it, it definitely had some folk vibes to it. I, yeah. I I love some folk music, but I'm not really a, like a, a diehard die-hard fan of that genre. However, more like when I listen to their second song, I'm like, "Hold on there. This is mm-hmm. going to be this is going to be something really experimental, very unique, and it's like from Uh, from each song just got like progressively more interesting and progressively more just, uh, experimental. And I just enjoyed every minute of it. Honestly, it's like a music, it's like a, it's like they started out with the, uh, the folk genre, but then just added some different elements to it with each, with each song. I got some imagine dragon vibes.
1: Yeah. um, Very, very calm, very complex, uh, Group for sure, yeah. Uh, it's really, it's, it's a, a two people, I think it's a guy and his wife. Honestly, I don't really know who they are, but um, but they're 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 complex musically, and uh, yeah, I've let's see, first song I heard from them was uh, Diamonds and Gold, which is a beautiful, beautiful song from 2019. Uh, they did a song called High Enough with Propaganda, which was really good. Like, I mean, they got a lot of, re- they release a lot of remixes of their music, which are, you know, taking what's not necessarily like a, a dance kind of party tune and making it something really cool. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, it's tread the dawn on that album. Cause that's the latest yeah. song that I have from them. Yeah. I don't think I've heard that whole album yet, but I know they came out with tread the dawn uh, and I really loved that one. Um, yeah. What, what was the name of the full album again? Oh, uh, blue, blue flower by great havens. Yeah. Blue flower. Yeah. I'm going to have to give that one a full listen. Yeah. That's there. They are. They're dope. They're dope. Uh, number eight for me is paradise. Now, uh, with their album, we never die. Uh, have you ever heard of them? No, this is my first time. Super Let's... under the radar for me too. But they—they, they, I think this is their first full album. They had like an EP kind of thing last year, um, or the year before. I don't remember. Uh, but this—they're like the—the the best way I can describe their sound is a mix between Switchfoot and Skillet okay too much that's bands there if that sounds intriguing to you you might like paradise now uh, some of my favorite songs are we never die losing myself haunt myself bring me his head <laughs> I mean they they're it's very 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 good this is I don't know I really don't know all that much about them I feel like they're a very new band they present themselves as like they're very new on the scene yeah uh, right. they might have been doing it for years I don't know but but uh but This, this is a great album. If this is their, you know, let me look it up. Let me look it up right now. If this is their first actual album or not paradise. No, I should have done this already. Uh, discography. What do we got here? Um, paradise now. And it's, uh, with a exclamation point at the end paradise. Now that's their band. Um, looks like they've been doing like some little things. Okay here and there, but, uh, I think this is their first full album, um, with uh, tooth and nail records. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. So we never die tooth and nail records. They're a, uh, they're a Belgian group, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but they're, I mean, they're really good. Uh, they're going to give us a lot of good, good stuff for sure.
2: <clears throat> okay. So, we're on to number seven. Okay, all my questions by Bethany Barnard. Um, so, if you don't recognize the name Bethany Barnard, used to be used to be Bethany Dillon.
1: Oh, Okay, okay, okay.
2: Beth- I remember that one. So, so Bethany Dillon married one of the, the Shane ba- Shane Barnard, who's from Shane and Shane. Oh. So now, now she's Shane Barnard.
1: So now she's Shane. Now, <laughs> now, oh my gosh, yeah. okay. Now, now she's Now we're confused. Now I'm confused. Yeah, I know we're so living in 2021, like, but I know it's 2022 <laughs> now. But I am confused as to how this all works.
2: The funny thing is, is like the funny thing is, is like I actually wrote a review of this album on hideout.com. They published it, and they made like uh and. Uh, they made an edit where they're like Bethany Barnard, formerly known as Bethany Dillon.
1: Oh, um, they did it backwards. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no so they boom. did it right ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They added it to it. I got you. Yeah. I got you. I got you.
2: So I'm like, I heard Bethany Dillon before. Kind of like with Sarah Groves. She's been in the game for a very long time. Yeah. Um, now with oh. this, so she oh, released yeah. an album this year, "All My Questions," and uh, and the best way I can say it is, it's beautifully simple. Uh, acoustic guitars, uh, minimal drums, uh, pianos, little bit of strings. The vo- the vocals are just soft and sweet. What really won me over were the lyrics though, because this is a worship album, but this is an honest worship album. Uh, basically, basically with the, it's kind of like with the title of the album it's all my questions kind of like questioning why God would do things or, or kind of like questioning God, why hasn't this happened yet, but still trusting in him and putting our hope in him. And even, uh, even one of the songs I forgot, it's in the middle of the album where she just talks to God saying, who am I supposed to be angry at? And just basically uh, just being angry at God over some sit over some situation.
1: That's a good Um, lyric.
2: And it's like, and it's and it's not only just honest, but it's also just creative and creative and unique as well. You know, the first song from the track, Feast of Your Feast of Your Faithfulness, um, I wish I had the lyrics right, lyrics right in front of me, but it pulls um, but it pulls examples from the Bible about like, uh, do I doubt like this person, or do I um, <clears throat> do? I, or even one of the lyrics goes, Do my doubts just get in the way? It's like, it's not your, it's not your Christian radio. Everything is fine. Jesus is awesome. I may have some bad days, but I'm going to put a smile on. No, it's, it's just raw and it's beautiful. And it's just, uh, it, and it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just an enjoyable listen If you like honest worship music, basically questioning God, but still trusting in him.
1: Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um number 7 for me and uh again this is one of those cheating ones that it's kind of a Christian band but kind of not. Um not really even a band, it's just a guy, but uh, it's Zade Wolf uh whose actual name is uh, Dustin Burnett. Um <laughs> but he put out an album called Neon Blood Type this year uh, with songs called holy water, the reason, uh, a lot of big energy. Um, he's known for music. Like you ever watch a dude. Perfect on YouTube. Yes. The trick shots, you know, how they always have some kind of banging track behind all their trick shots It's very he high energy, it, like, very drive or something. Yeah. Something like that. Something along that they, they did it. They, I know they did at least one with Zade, Z- Wolf music. And that's the kind of stuff he used. Uh, in fact, uh, Last year's Royal Rumble, I think, used the Zayd Wolf song as the theme song for the pay-per-view. You know, that's the kind of music that he produces. Um, and so Neon Blood Type came out. It's a, it's still big energy, a little bit different feel, a little more fresh feel. Just uh, similar enough to give you that same big crowd energy, though. But this is, this is like sports music. You know, this is sports highlights music. This is... Uh, action movie trailer kind of music. Uh, And so it's not, it's not stuff that's super deep. It's not stuff that's super introspective. It's just kind of crushed. This is, this is stuff you listen to in the gym. You know, this is the kind of, yeah, this is stuff you go to for, for that. So this is uh, just his newest album. Uh, I don't, he released, um, what was the, what was the first album that came out? Golden age in uh, 2016. Uh, And that, I think, is still his best album, like his first album, um, because every single song on that was just a hit, like just a a, a head-banging good time. Uh, So I I don't think it's as strong as that, but it is still miles above most uh, artists that try to do this, try to pull this off. And he does it all himself, like everything, all the music is all produced by him, uh, everything. It's great. Does it all alone. There we
2: That's awesome. I love it.
1: Okay. Uh, number six.
2: Number six. So, at number six, I have Fall Star, uh, Yay,
1: yeah, yeah, We have one in common again. Yes. Now I really feel like last year we had a lot, a lot in common. Like, we, we kept saying the same ones, and this year it hasn't been that way.
2: <laughs> there we go. Okay. my battery's running a little low so
1: okay let's we'll, we'll go faster
2: <laughs> yeah so <laughs> so false star sun Breather, i'm not going to say too much about it just because you said a lot about it one of my favorites songs on there is get me out um it's just raw intense with a little bit of rap thrown in there. yeah but effective though it's not cheesy and yeah. like one thing i like about this album is that it's not afraid to pull any punches it's like uh, for, for like for instance, it, like, in the song, Get Me Out, it's like, uh, everyone wants to feel justified, but you got what it takes to abide in the light. You know, that's like, mm. that's some meaty lyrics right there, honestly. And it's like, even in uh, Chroma, the first song, it goes like, I'm not scared of the dark, but I'm afraid of blank pages. And it's just, I don't know, it's just in your face, int- intense, and it's just an enjoyable, unique listen. So I'm not yeah. going to say anything more about it because you said enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. it's a great album for sure. Uh, number six for me is Matt Kearney, uh, January Flower. Yes. Best project in years from him. Uh, running in circles, Pontiac, Can't Look Back. Uh, it's kind of a more grown-up hip-hop version of him, a grown-up hip-hop slash pop version, an older Matt Kearney, of course, grown old with us. Uh, but... <sighs> It's not. It's more grown up, but not in a way that makes you feel too. Uh, makes him feel too old for the genre. Mm-hmm. Like he, he feels like the the grandpa of hip hop at this point. You know, but yep. but in yep. but in the way that it's like you know he's the old timer. Like you know he's the one that knows what he's supposed to be doing. Sure. Uh, unlike maybe like KJ52. <laughs> I love KJ52, but it just kind of feels like he's just kind of clinging on. To- <laughs> I, I love him to death and and he produces a, a a really great track every now and then, but it just kind of like he, he announced a couple years ago that like, it, this was his last album and then yeah. that changed and he's still making more. And I'm like, eh, you know, it's like, you know, the office should have ended after season seven, you know, kind of thing. Just let's just, let's stop here and <laughs> have what you have. Yeah. <laughs> But no, this, this, yeah, but this but this album is fantastic. January Flower is fantastic. I wasn't okay. expecting much from it at all. All right, top five.
2: Okay. I've got uh Lathan Warlick My Way. This is a per- this is a rap album. But it is a rap country album, though.
1: Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah.
2: Now you got one of the top my fa- one of my favorite songs of the year is called Over Yonder. He he collaborated with a bunch of uh, like popular or uh, country artists as well. And this song is sh- this song is the better version of um, Old Town Road. <laughs> it's like and honestly and honestly um, Over Yonder it should be an, it should be like the song of the year just because just because of what it's talking about. Because it's like one of the lyrics goes is like um, we believe we believe in doing life with each other, living one nation of, of under God, not being so divided by a color. It's like it's just a it's just a an out it's just a song just about doing life together as a body of Christ, as just people, you know, not yeah. pre- prejudices or anything like that. And each song, honestly, marries rap. And hip-hop with country beautifully honestly it's just a, it's just a fun listen each each song, there's no bad song on there
1: yeah i remember i remember hearing that this album was coming out and being intrigued by what he was yeah. going to pull off but i haven't listened to it i'm gonna have to give that a listen yeah <laughs> i mean it's hard man it's hard to blend country in to make me like it so it's yeah. going to be a test like I, like i said uh uh, 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 Crowder is the only one that can pull it off with worship music with me. Um <laughs> Little bit Mac Powell. Mac Powell can do it a little bit. Uh <laughs> Need to Breathe really rides the line of that, but it's for more sure. just his voice. But uh, anyway, okay. Number five for me, I don't need to talk about all that much because uh, you've already had it on your list, but it's Indie Tribe's upper hand. Uh No big deal. Mowgli the Iceberg, John Keith, and DJ Mike L V.
2: There
1: it is. There it is. <laughs> uh, it's a, a lot of it is a fun poke at the rap industry's eye uh, because they're all independent and they all plan to stay independent. Uh, at least that's how they present it. I know no big deal uh, particularly, but one of the big lyrics on there is uh, in that song says he released uh, the album called Lowercase because it's not about that capital talking about Capital Records. Yes. And I'm like, oh. Oh, that was a, who that gave me a heartburn just oh, to yeah. hear that. I'm like, that's a, that's a, that's a, who shots fired right there. Yeah, kind of sure. thing. Um, but, uh, yeah. Tribal council is uh, one of my favorite songs on that. Cause it's got, it's got all four of them in it. Holy smoke is a really good one. Uh, heavily leaning on no big deal. Yeah. Um, also he plays, he plays, he plays fast and loose with the lyrics. Um, 'cause like he has a with the you know we're talking about like the cussing and stuff, and he doesn't cuss, but he oh, sh- but, but almost yeah <laughs> it was like you the sh- you the holy crap, and I'm like, oh, oh, I love the line, but oh, it made me uncomfortable <laughs> um, <laughs> um it's like Christians who are using like ish. You know, as a, as the replacement, I'm like, oh, that's so too close to the actual word, yes. <laughs> but uh, technically fine. So, but I know it's like you said, it's a very fun album, especially oh, yeah. because it's just basically an entire album of collaborations uh, between the mixture of these four. So, yep. yeah, love it.
2: Okay, the other entry for Crumb, a black lung. Black now, lung. He now with Dart. He was, uh, he was the lead rapper. He was rapping through that whole thing. With, with Black Lung, he was in the production chair. Like, oh, okay. beats and everything, but in providing guest
1: rappers. Um, oh, okay, um, yeah. Propaganda. When I looked that up, Derrick I saw, like, every single track had, like, a guest rapper. Yeah. Okay.
2: Propaganda, cool. Derek Minor, Manchi- Manchild.
1: Uh, Syntax, there he has it.
2: Um, let me see. Syntax the Terrific, Heath McNeese. Um, yeah, like, uh, what's Oh, come on. I, ju- I just thought of his name. One of, um, but a lot of underground rappers on there. He and I saw Pigeon, Pigeon John on there. What?
1: I saw Pigeon John on that list.
2: Yes. Pigeon yeah. John. Yeah.
1: And theory um, has it had one of those tracks too.
2: Yep. He, yeah. he gives every artist a chim- uh, their time to shine on it. Brings their own unique cool. style, unique flow to it. And honestly, it's like, it's and each track is like two minutes. Honestly, it's a it's a very it's a short album with that many guest guest spots on there, but hmm. but honestly, it does, They don't waste their time. They don't waste <laughs> their time on that <laughs> on that album though. They spit fire on each track and they come out and swinging. Tom does, okay. does a fantastic job at producing just uh, producing the just cl- so cl- a clean underground hip hop sound on each track. Wow. So okay
1: all right uh number four for me is uh also one that you've already brought up judas three plus seven Mm -hmm. uh don't know if i believe it just because just because was the first like single off of that that oh i'm like man like the the lyrics seemed shallow and seemed weird but the way he presented them you know he loves you just because just because just because he does Uh, um just because he does that's how it goes yeah a new so it's you know the new experimental worship project lead singer he's the lead singer of Judah and the Lion yep, which that's what I thought yeah who you know they i appreciate the fact that he's he's getting into more worshipful music because that's how Judah and the Lion started you know they were a more worship focused band but then they got really popular quickly morphed into like a fairly popular mainstream band that didn't really sing all about faith all that much or at least not in a very uh, oh yeah, uh, uh, uh. <sighs> plain way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plain to understand way. Um, so they're not they're not explicitly religious, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, but this this album has really been a fun project. and you write it kind of and I think purposefully it started as uh, kind of underproduced. I think that was on purpose. You know, to sound a little a little rough, um, but it did lead to many new singles, and uh, you know, already he can do three plus three plus seven and re-release it again. Uh, <laughs> but irresponsible. Uh, is not on this album, but it is one of my favorite songs of all time. Definitely my number one for the year. Yep. Uh, and he did that one with Jay Monty. So that's, that's a bonus uh, in this, but yeah, the Judah projects have been fantastic this past year.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I'm at 10% right now. So I'm going right, to right, uh,
1: last three. Let's power last through three. it.
2: So, okay. Young oceans, you are fullness for number three like the best worship al- worship album of the year it's just like unique lyrics inter- introspective lyrics very calm very calm like atmospheric synth focused synth focused sound and it's just it's like a dreamy type of type of sound and it's not a congregational it's kind of like a quiet time type of worship album. Oh, okay,
1: okay, okay. Um,
2: and, it's just, and, it's, and it's been an, been on repeat uh, for the entire year last year. It's just, <laughs> been, uh, it's just been an enjoyable listen, the best worship album of the year, in my opinion. So I'm just going to leave oh. it at that.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, number three for me is Five Iron Frenzy, Until This Shakes Apart. Uh, songs like "Bullfighter" and "In the Ring," "Into the Outdoor," "So We Sing." Again, this is a controversial album, album leaning heavily into the anti-authority ska punk genre and less in the Christian genre. Uh, it gets very political and progressive at times, which you know Five Iron has done in the past, but this album seems to be saturated in it. Yeah. Uh, but "So We Sing" has that uh, controversial lyrics telling. Uh, telling all the grownups to kiss our A word and they say it in the thing very yeah. loud and blatantly. Uh, and so it's a song about growing up in this anti-authority subculture. And so that's why they're using it. Uh, but again, when asked why they decided to put that in there represent essentially it had to be that word. And again, that's a lame argument, but nevertheless, the song is amazing. We play a radio edit of that song mm-hmm. on LTN radio that doesn't have that lyric in it, uh, but it might be the best outing uh Five Iron has had since they reformed uh, about a decade ago or however yeah. long ago it's been. <laughs> Number two, what you got?
2: Uh, Dante Bow Circles. Um, Dante Bow's lead singer of Maverick City Music. He's been in a bunch of uh, other projects, such as with Judah, Crowder, uh, Elevation. He's been a busy guy this past year. Yeah, and He released a full album, and it's a perfect marriage of uh, contemporary Christian music, Gospel, uh, gospel, rap, and uh, R&B, it, and it's just his own personal touch on it. <clears throat> and it's like lead single, joyful. It's just a fun album, fun, yeah. fun song to listen to. I want to know you, where it just talks about like how he wants to press into God even when it gets, even when life gets tough. And it's like when you're hurting, that rather than just running away, just running towards God. It's just it's honest, it's been, it was a surprise album that I, that, um, that I thoroughly enjoyed this year.
1: So, yeah, I've heard it. I like it. Uh, number two for me, uh, is 21 pilots scaled and icy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, near, near album of the year. I mean, it's, it's a little more, it's a little more dad rock than, yep. uh, their previous albums. Um, uh, doesn't really further the storyline that they have, you know, that, that kind of Nico and the Niners kind of storyline they have in the background, Yes. Uh, at least not as obviously as jumpsuit did, Uh, but hot dang, if I don't love every single track on that album, good day, the outside Saturday, redecorate, never take it, choker, shy away. all All of them, all of them, all of them really love that album. That's been probably the most repeated album I've had this year. For sure. Yeah.
2: Last one. All
1: Departures right, number 1s.
2: Departures by John Foreman. <laughs> okay. Um, I love John Foreman so much. Switchfoot uh, sw- with Switchfoot with his false fall winter um, spring summer EPs. It's like I just love every <laughs> I love everything about that artist. And when yeah. I saw that he was releasing an album. I had to listen to it and let me just say every one of them is what I was expecting. Um Two of the songs on there were my two, one of my two of my favorite songs of the year. Jesus, I have my doubts. Where basically he's just saying everything, everything is that seems right feels wrong, everything I have like have feels gone. Can you please reach me in the silence? It's like and with 2020 and 2021, that was just like a theme, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. And then the next song, thanks be to God, basically saying like, you know what, I'm going. Thanks be to God who delivers me. Christ is is the one who sets me free. Kind of like it, those two just those two just go together so well. And and honestly, it's like if you honestly with the um, fall, winter, uh, spring, summer EPs, and that he just brings all of those to the table and just elevates ele- and just elevates those uh, those songs, bringing in numerous instruments and and couple guest art, couple guest artists such as Lauren Daigle to the mix too hmm. and honestly that album has been on repeat constantly and that's my top <laughs> album of the year
1: alright I think that's a good choice I don't begrudge you that uh, my number one of the year uh, is NF Clouds the Mixtape mm. uh, good choice just eked out 21 Pilots for me. Technically a mixtape, uh, but essentially it's a full album for anyone yeah. else. He just normally does, like, 20 songs an album. Uh, <laughs> it is full of amazing bangers, crazy features with Hopson and Tech 9 um, But songs like Just Like You, Trust, Layers, Clouds, Lost, and uh, the amazing track called Story. That's my which...
2: top. That's one of my top tracks of the year.
1: Oh my gosh the music video yes. best best music video of the year for me too yes. I, I it's 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 a kind of that song itself is in a genre of kind of rap music that is not all that common but it used to be more common where yes. you're actually just telling a narrative like you're you're actually telling a story it doesn't really have anything to do with you the artist it's just a fiction that you're telling. And yeah. they're, they're fun, they're inventive, but that, that music video that they put together for it is just absolutely enthralling. Uh, some of my, some of my best wasted time this year has been watching other people react to that on YouTube oh, because oh no. you'll just, you'll just see the <laughs> just panic mode as that, <laughs> that story is being told. It's a, but it's a beautiful album. It's very fun. I really loved the, um, the features with tech nine and hops both of which aren't really believers, but talk about very spiritual things. But that yeah. tech nine, that tech nine track with him, just, my gosh, it's the most fire fast. Yep. Like I can't, I can't breathe when I listen to that song. Uh, but it is, it is NF continues to get better and better. Uh, I keep expecting him to slow down and it's not happening. Uh, And I'm here for it.
2: (laughs) Uh, House Mixtape was his best album to date.
1: Yeah, Uh, so far. It's really good. Yeah. So That's the list. Another successful (laughs) top 20.
0: And there you have it. The top 20 Christian albums of 2021 from both Andrew and Matt, giving you a solid 30 plus albums to check out if you haven't already.
1: But we want to know what you think. What do you think of the albums on the list? Are there any albums you think we missed? Come share your thoughts in our Discord at BackrowDiscord.com and the Respond to Show channel. You can message us on any of our socials at the Backrow LTN, or you can call our show, show 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 voicemail at 575-562-8052.
0: We'll be back with more. Stick around.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Radio Matt, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the Disney movie Encanto. It's the latest Disney cartoon musical, but one of the few not centered around a princess of some sort. Instead, this movie focuses on Maribel Madrigal, the only member of her large family to not be granted some sort of special ability or power by their sentient house powered by a magical candle. I know, it's all a bit confusing. And uh, I'll be honest, it took me a couple watches to kind of get everything, and even then I'm left with several questions or at least several assumptions to fill in the story gaps. The biggest being, why did this all have to happen at all? I mean, what happens? The magic starts to disappear. This becomes the crux of the story, finding out the why, and I feel like the movie only gets 80% of the way to answering that question, but then just jumps to the conclusion. That being said, I consider this a minor issue because the movie makes up for its shortcomings with its amazing cast of characters and fantastic Soundtrack. One song focusing on the super strong Luisa Madrigal, Surface Pressure, is a bop for sure, and it's all over TikTok. But more than just being a trend, this song touches on the anxiety of people who are so focused on helping other people that their own self-worth becomes tied up in the opinions of others and what you can do for them. In fact, this movie deals with several anxieties and mental health struggles in a way that I, as a 12-stepper, really connect with. This movie will speak to adults in a very powerful way with reminders that we all need to take care of ourselves. And of course, this movie will be great for kids who are learning these things for the first time. You can find Encanto streaming on Disney Plus. I'm Radio Matt. This has been Reviews of the Nerds and remember, it's okay to talk about Bruno. I'm Radio Man,
0: And I'm Mo. And every week, these three main segments get spread out across three daily morning shows on LTN Radio, and they include a lot more content, including weird news, random facts, games, challenges, rants, junk food, and more. And you can be a part of all that by following us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash LTN on air. So you'll be notified when we go live. You can even be a part of the show.
1: And make sure you catch our full morning shows every Monday through Thursday on LTNOnAir.com at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10.
0: 2021 was a hit and miss year for entertainment. Some huge hits, some big misses. Let's take a look back at 2021 in TV and movies.
1: All right, so let's talk about the best TV of the year. Of course, all of this is um, opinion, Uh subjective.
0: Yeah, totally. I uh,
1: might disagree with some of these.
0: I've watched one on your list here.
1: <laughs> so jump in when you have thoughts about it. I'm sure you've heard stuff about some other ones. You can tell us if you're interested in some of these. A couple of these I haven't even seen yet, though, because um, this, this is a compilation of a couple different lists online for the best and worst. So it's not specifically our opinions either. But we're going to give you our thoughts. Cool. Best TV. So someone put Hawkeye in this list. Okay, but Hawkeye has been kind of drug on uh, on the interwebs. Really? Yeah, people I didn't like seen it as much. About it. People didn't like it as much as the other ones.
0: But did so, they have like a high standard? And I think everybody kind of has a high standard for Marvel projects
1: and for Disney projects.
0: I mean, and that's a fair standard, yeah. to be honest. But... Yeah.
1: And I think I think they were upset, and we'll try not to do a bunch of spoilers in these things, but I think they were upset that it wasn't as focused on just Hawkeye as they wanted. Like, this was kind of a more of a passing the torch kind of thing.
0: Okay.
1: But I think they really, everybody was really looking forward to a Hawkeye-centric show. And that's not really what we got. We got a kind of a buddy cop kind of thing. Okay. And the passing of the torch kind of thing. I still liked it. I'm very, I'm much more forgiving of things than most people tend to be. Yeah. (laughs) Like I don't, I don't tend to hate everything that people on the internet hate as, at least as badly. Like, well, I mean, we'll get into that a lot in this list, I'm sure. Uh, But I liked it a lot and I liked uh, some of the cameos that we had surprises in there. I mean, it's, it's all driving a story guys. If it's not the best, just accept it for what it is, knowing that it's going to be building something up and hope for better next time. Sure. When you've been doing this dang connected universe for what? It's been 2008, I think, is when Iron Man came out. So this is 2008. Has it really been? It ain't that all going to be winners. winners? You got to ride with it. That's from the.
0: Not uh... everything's going to be a chicken dinner.
1: <laughs> That's from the. Um... David S. Pumpkins skit on SNL where it's like a hundred hundred floors of horrors uh, skit, a Halloween thing. <laughs> and it's like every every third one is David Pumpkins doing a weird dance, and they close it in the, by the third time. They're like, well, enough with the David Pumpkins. They're like, look, it's a hundred floors of frights. They ain't all going to be winners. <laughs>
0: I do actually know what you're talking about yeah. now. It took that entire explanation <laughs> for me to to get on the same page as you.
1: That's one of my favorite skits of all time. Though. Yeah. David S.
0: Pumpkins. S. A, he's got a middle initial
1: now. I'm so in the weeds with David Pumpkins. All right. Uh, only murders in the building. Never heard of it. Oh, my gosh, Mo. I have not. This is one of the... Might be the best like Hulu original show. Really, I've ever seen because Hulu's not been a, not been full of hits for me with their originals. This is Steve Martin. My goodness, Martin Short mm-hmm. and someone I definitely should know the name of, but I can't remember at the moment. But a young girl who's in a lot of stuff. Okay, uh, and it's about they're all they like. It starts off with them all realizing that they love this certain crime. Podcast, Okay. Like a true crime podcast, you know, that follows a real story. Then someone gets murdered in their building and they think we're going to start a podcast about it as it's going on. And so it's like this murder mystery, comedy, drama. It's brilliantly done. Yeah. It's got a lot of awesome cast members in it as well. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, Selena Gomez.
1: Selena Gomez. See, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I yeah. actually almost said that. I'm gonna be real real with you. I really almost said Selena Gomez, but then I thought no, because if I'm wrong, I'm gonna look I'm like gonna an look idiot. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's really good. You should check it out.
0: Turns out you look dumb anyway. It's got
1: a lo- <laughs> It does have a lot of like F words in it. Oh, which okay. is stupid, and that's what streaming channels do. Like, no regulations. Hey, we don't we have can to- say whatever we want. We don't have to read it. That means everybody wants to hear the F word in every
0: third word. Mm, not really.
1: But other than that, Martin Short and Steve Martin are hilarious in it. And they always are. Awesome. They're always funny in everything they do, but especially when they're paired up in some form or fashion. Uh, okay, back to Disney and Marvel. Loki. Did you watch Loki?
0: No. Oh. So Chris and Cannon started to watch it, and they weren't super impressed. Oh.
1: They weren't. You can't just start to watch it. There's six episodes. You have to watch the six episodes. This isn't a season of a TV show. Hold up. Hold (laughs) up. They have to be treated like a single movie. You can't just walk out in the middle. it's not a movie. Then it's got to be treated that way. No. Because it's what it's essentially set up as. Hold up. It's a mini series telling one story. We're about to have a
0: whole debate on something else right now. That, Ugh, no. Yes. Mm-mm.
1: For these. If it
0: is presented as a show, then it needs to be presented as a show.
1: You got to expand your mind here. This is no. something new. This is something different. Mm-mm. This is something outside the box. It's
0: never been done like that. Sorry. <laughs> <That's>,
1: okay. <laughs> Southern, Southern Baptist is showing, though. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> All I need is a casserole dish and a Bible cover.
1: <laughs> All right, the docuseries, uh, The Beatles Get Back. I have not yet seen this, but I've heard such amazing things about it that yeah. it is on my very near list to watch. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Ted Lasso. Uh, I was first. I first watched this just a few months ago. Uh, I watched both of the seasons and. I believe I described it as. The most wholesome uh, TV show on air today that is full of cuss words. (laughs) Absolutely jam-packed full of cuss words.
0: That's kind of like an oxymoron. (laughs) It really is.
1: That's why it was such a a weird thing. It's like there's so much cussing in the show, and yet it is such a heartwarming, wholesome show that it's hard to knock it for that. (laughs) So... If you're an adult and you can get around the cussing as a as an issue, then Ted Lasso is a show for you. But here's one that you don't need to uh, prepare yourself for in any kind of negative way. <laughs> season two of The Chosen came out this year. I just finished this a couple of weeks ago. Guys.
0: I have heard it's really good. Nice.
1: The first season was phenomenal. The second season, just as phenomenal. I also watched the uh, like Christmas special they did, too. Which was really neat to the outside of the main story.
0: I just want you to know you sounded super oversaved just then. <laughs> <laughs> I also watched the Christmas special I that they did. All the
1: chosen branded Bible uh, software,
0: uh, <laughs>
1: keychains, bumper stickers, t-shirts, hats, all yeah. signed by the cast and crew and the person who played Jesus. So, just want you to know, have an in. Um, <laughs> Got a plus one if you want to go with me. The Chosen Season 2 is fantastic. Their plan is to do seven years of this, I believe seven seasons of this. Uh, I really, really hope they continue to be funded for it. Uh,
0: I mean, it makes sense that they would choose seven seasons.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it's really well done. Really well done. You got to check it out. You can watch it for free, essentially. And I believe Season 1 is now on Peacock. Uh, which is surprising. I didn't know they were going to make any kind of deals like that. So assuming that's going to continue on, then by the time they start releasing season three, season two should be on Peacock. So if you have Peacock, check out season one if you haven't yet and get into this because it's literally the best done Christian media ever. An epic, episodic telling the story of Jesus and the disciples, but not in a way that makes you feel like, yeah. More cringy, cringy Jesus movies, like golly, so entertaining, so well done, funny. It's great. I'm gonna go on about it forever. Mm-hmm. The exact opposite of this kind of show <laughs> is the next show on our oh list. Oh my gosh, Squid Game. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't heard of it by now, you've been living under a rock because it is the most popular show pretty much ever on Netflix. If I believe.
0: You don't know.
1: <sighs> I mean, it's great. It's fun
0: you been under if a rock.
1: You don't, <laughs> don't feel like you're up to watching this kind of movie because of the, you know, I mean, there's plenty of reasons why not to. Right. Uh, or not movie, but show. Uh, you can get a feel for it by going to Mr. Beats channel on YouTube and watching like the giant recreation of the games that they made. Uh, right. Which yes. Was really cool.
0: Yeah.
1: And it showed you all the fun games and, you know, the, the stakes in those games. You don't get the actual story behind everything going on, but you at least will have an idea of what everybody else is talking about without making you feel like you're forced to watch the show. Yeah. And lastly, on the best of TV,
0: WandaVision.
1: Is that the one you've seen? That's the yeah. one you've seen. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. That's the
0: one I've seen. <laughs> it's the only one.
1: But you liked that one, right? I
0: loved it's
1: it. Such a good show. It's super good. Someone, uh, on Twitter, and we'll talk about this in the uh, Twitter poll. Uh, somebody on Twitter said they stopped after episode two because they couldn't get into it. I'm like, ah, you didn't get into it. It <laughs> the can't story be just watched. It starts right there. You can't... It can't be watched. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a whole <laughs> narrative. <laughs>
0: uh, no, it is. R- I'm I... so upset. It is really good, and it does take a minute to actually get into. You have to commit to it to yeah. watch it. But there's but... a reason,
1: and it's a pay- and there's payoff for it.
0: Sure, it's payoff. I mean, I feel like that you get rewarded. You don't actually get rewarded. <laughs> I mean, don't start promising things that we can't. <laughs> <laughs> carry out.
1: There's a satisfying reason. Let's I've that yet
0: way. to get rewarded for <laughs> my You're time probably
1: here. Probably still not going to get rewarded with oh, uh, the continuation gosh. of this story in the next Doctor Strange movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's the rumors I hear of what Wanda's doing in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs>
0: Sip the tea your, right there. Your Southern, God, the Southern Baptist is <laughs> he showing right, right there. <laughs> he, if, if the rumors I hear of about Wanda's doing are true. <laughs> All
1: right, let's move on to the worst TV. Again, right. this is not officially our list, but this is a, a collaboration of lists on the internet. Who? The Celebrity
0: Dating Game. Yeah, uh, that was dumb. That was dumb. I think I watched two hosts? episodes. I have no idea. It
1: was, uh, no, it was um, uh, The New Girl. <laughs> What's her name?
0: Zoe Deschanel. Zoe
1: Deschanel and Michael Bolton.
0: (laughs) Oh yes, you're right. You're right. Oh my gosh.
1: It was so stupid.
0: Well, and I just kind of thought, like, who would actually, what celebrity in their right mind, for real, for real, is going on a date with some rando? Like,
1: right? It's the opposite of what you feel. With like the Bachelor, or whatever, because with the Bachelor, the feeling is you got this like—I uh, mean—the feeling is prince and finding his princess kind of thing. That's how they rando
0: it up. with twenty-five ran- randies, right?
1: But that person's <laughs> usually like rich or some some highfalutin no, person. But uh, originally, weren't they? Uh... Like in the first few seasons, they were like, "This is a tech millionaire from blah 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 blah." blah.
0: Mm, I honestly think that there were only two episodes where The Bachelor came from money. Seasons, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. My bad.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, anyway, the idea is still about, you know, you find your true love and you're kind of moving up. With... This, it's like, we got someone who's rich and famous looking for their new schlub.
0: Lifestyles <laughs> of the rich and famous. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not the
1: same thing. Mm-mm. It's not the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, alter ego. I haven't seen it. This was a, I believe it was a, uh, like a singing competition, but instead of them like, like wearing, mascot costumes like that other show, uh-huh. or the judges not being able to look at them like on The Voice until uh-huh. after they accept them. You were a computer animated avatar animal or person or whatever, and it was all kind of a virtual show.
0: Of course it was. It was
1: very, <laughs> very hard to get into.
0: Really? Okay.
1: People didn't. Uh, yeah. Doctor Who Flux, which was the latest season of Doctor Who and uh, a, a miniseries told, a serialized season. The whole season was one story. Um, people were not down for it. A lot of people were kind of upset by it. Mainly because of the, the way Doctor Who's story has gone since the new Doctor. It's not because she's a woman. It has nothing to do with her being a woman. In fact, I love this version of the Doctor. Um, but the story that they decided to do kind of wrecked all the the canonical setup prior to it like everything that we've known about the story and the history of the character just kind of got checked in the bin and they were hoping that this everybody was kind of hoping that this season this big storyline was supposed to be the reveal of oh no this was just a trick of something else blah 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 and everything that we knew was true and no, it was a doubling down on now we're destroying the 50 plus years of a storyline that we have for this and so people are down about it including me including me okay so Interesting. I don't know I don't know if I keep watching after this I don't know
0: mm-hmm.
1: it makes me sad because that's one of my favorite shows Santa Santa Inc
3: You Mm -hmm. heard about this one? Nope.
1: Mm -mm. This is a um, Seth Rogen and uh, 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 the girl that does the voice of the little girl in Wreck-It Ralph.
0: Oh, Vanellope? Uh, Yeah. I don't know who.
1: Sarah Silverman. Okay. Sarah Silverman. And it's a claymation miniseries about how Santa's always been a white man and how that needs to change. Uh, It's very crude. It's very uh, uh, um, um, socially justice-minded. Lovely. And it couldn't garner enough professional reviews to even have a score on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. And the audience score is 4%. Lovely. It's one of the worst rated audience score uh, shows on the site. And Seth Rogen went to Twitter blaming it on white supremacists. So that's definitely going to get a season two because that's the world we live in. (laughs) And lastly, Tiger King 2.
0: Yeah. Which I didn't even know happened. Yeah. (laughs) I think I watched half an episode until I was like, man, how can you do something so right? And follow it up with something so terrible.
1: <laughs> I never even watched the first one. It's oh like one of the pandemic era things that I did not get sucked into. Oh, it was... I got sucked into pretty much everything else. It but was epic. Not that. It was epic. I was, was close. I was close. I had a lot of people talking about it. A lot of people relaying to me visuals of like oh what goodness. I would see. I remember jet skis and a couple other things. Yeah. And... I'm like, you know, I don't, I really, I really don't, I really don't want to, I really don't like these kind of shows. So I didn't, uh, let's move on to movies.
0: Oh, Hey, (laughs) hold on though. There's one that didn't make the list that I just recently found and I absolutely love it.
1: Okay. So best list then.
0: What's that? Uh, that's my jam.
1: Oh, is that the new Jimmy Fallon vehicle? Yes. I have not seen that. I've liked the stuff that he's come out with. I liked the lip sync, lip, lip (laughs) sync, lip sync battle thing that he, that he and John Krasinski put together. Like that was fun. Uh, and this feels like in that same vein. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Same kind of feel anyway.
0: Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Big,
1: big, uh, big live audience kind of musical thing.
0: Yes. The very first episode is the judges from The Voice. Hmm. So, John Legend, Kelly Clarkson, um, Ariana Grande, and Blake Shelton. What?
1: Every time I hear Ariana Grande, I feel like it's a coffee drink. <laughs> <laughs> like a Ariana Grande... Two shots of espresso. <laughs>
0: wow. I'm...
1: No whipped cream, I'm on a diet.
0: Slightly... <laughs> Slightly taken aback and also very disappointed in myself that I've never thought of that. Have you really never thought of it? Yeah, no. I think of
1: it every time.
0: I've never, (laughs) never once. Anyway. Okay. um,
1: So they're the ones like competing or well,
0: Yes. So they worked as teams.
1: Yeah. It's It's not like a real competition competition. It's more like a... Is it?
0: I mean, it's a... They like of a win game. anything though. I, mean, I don't know. Like they fun, don't actually. It's just a it's fun, like a bragging rights kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. Like like the other one
0: was. Uh huh. But it. a lot of the the games that you see, well, you're used to Jimmy doing on his show, is what they do. Oh. Uh huh. And so, like the finish, the line, say the next line, or oh man, it's just it's really really hilarious.
1: I prefer to Jimmy Fallon. Both him and like the games and the fun stuff that he did on the late night with Jimmy Fallon show. Yeah. Cuz he got to be weirder about it. They had a lot more weird games. Yeah. He's having to do more more mass appealing type games on the Tonight Show now, which makes me sad.
0: That's yeah.
1: But that show does sound fun and I want to check it
0: oh, out. Oh, it's You're it's right. good. It's really good. All right, movies. Okay.
1: Number one, Luca. Yeah. We both liked that one a lot. Loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really good movie. Yes. Really, really good. I didn't realize, or I didn't remember, I guess, that it went straight to Disney. Like, it didn't go to theaters. Like, yeah. this was still before theaters were opening up. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, they're kind of sad about it. Like, Pixar's last three movies have gone straight to Disney+. Plus, Really? Meaning they're not getting, they're not getting, well, they're not getting the box office kind of grandiose stuff, but they also really don't get, like submitted for awards or anything oh, like that. Oh, that's
0: true. Oh, that's to, a yeah. bummer.
1: So they're bummed out. The next one is coming out, too. Like, the next one they just realized, Turning Red, I think it's what it's called. And uh, they were just told that, yeah, that's coming straight to Disney Plus, too. Really? So it's like, oh, Like, they understand. They're not mad at Disney. It's like, no one is saying, like, this is a bad idea, but it's just a bummer. Hmm. And I get it. Right. Uh Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings.
0: I've not seen it.
1: Um relatively new. Uh people a lot of people didn't like this one either for some reason, but I loved it. I yeah. thought it was fantastic. Um I really liked the story. It was if it, it was an MCU movie, but it didn't really feel all that MCU, but in a good way. Like it just it felt like a a more I mean, they had dragons and stuff, you know, like had Japanese dragons and things. Like You just don't see this in the other movies. Right. So it gave you this kind of fantastical feel to it while still being a superhero movie. I liked it. Um, Suicide Squad or The Suicide Squad. Sorry, because Suicide Squad was the first one. This is the continuation and they added the the and that's the second. The Suicide Squad. Uh, this one was gory and brutal and fun as all heck. Really? Surprisingly really good compared to the first one.
0: Interesting.
1: Sure. Um I liked it a whole lot. Had a lot of had a lot of the first Deadpool movie kind of vibes like we were going in knowing that this was going to be kind of more gory and more offensive than most superhero movies up to that point. But it turned out being like this really super... I mean, it was all those things, but it was also really super fun. And this was kind of that same uh, vote of confidence. Uh, The Mitchells versus the Machines. This is the movie I was telling you about. Please tell me you watched it.
0: We did watch it. What'd you think? Uh, I don't remember it. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. Thank you so much. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, this was the one where robots... Uh, basically developed AI and started taking over the world, uh-huh. just like we've been talking about all year on yep. the Backroom Morning Show.
0: Maybe that's why I don't remember it because I purposely like... <laughs> nope. Not keeping this in the Yeah, banks. right?
1: <laughs> don't need Dropping these it out of my
0: brain right now.
1: <laughs> but it was about a, like a big dysfunctional family that uh, actually, in their dysfunction, wind up coming together and saving the whole world from being enslaved by robots. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun movie. You should check it out. A Quiet Place Part 2 came out. Did you watch that one? Did I knew you would have watched mm-hmm. that one. I yes. haven't watched either of them yet. What? I'm, still such, I'm still such a weenie about it. I need to. They're not. I know. I know everything you're
0: about to say. I know,
1: but I have a mental block for some reason about watching it. Oh,
0: it's so I feel good. Feel
1: like I'm gonna be terrified.
0: No, you're not. It's so good. <laughs> so big, good. I'm
1: a big weenie. Raya and the Last Dragon. Is it Raya? Raya or Rayan? Raya. Uh, Raya. Raya and the Last Dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think I was going to like this one. And uh, I wound up liking it all right.
0: Yeah. Not the I, best. Right. But it was exactly. good enough to watch. Yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Watch. It wasn't awesome, but I enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> In the Heights. Nope. Did you see that one? Mm-mm. I haven't seen it either. But that's the. Um, Musical movie set in, I don't remember
0: where,
1: but it was by uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Hamilton guy. Well,
0: in the Heights. The Heights.
1: What's the Heights?
0: The Heights. I know this. I know this. (laughs) I know this. I am. Mm
1: -hmm. But anyway, I'm interested in seeing this. It's not on the top of my list, but eventually there will come a day where it's like, hey, might as well watch this now.
0: Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Oh, Washington Heights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see. I knew that. I knew it. I knew it. It's set in Washington Heights.
1: Where is that? Is that Washington, D.C.? Is this Washington, the state? And if so, is this a city and a part of the city? Is this in Mm -hmm. Seattle? I need more information than just adding the name Washington.
0: It's in New York. Yes. It's a neighborhood in New York City. Mm hmm. That wasn't even Washington on my Heights. list of options. Yeah. Like you know how they have uh the Bronx and they have the different little the boroughs. boroughs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Washington, Washington Heights Washington is a borough?
1: Heights. I've never uh, heard of it. For the Bronx and Manhattan and and uh Long Island and you know those I've never heard of Washington Heights.
0: No. I have heard of Washington Heights. It's in Manhattan. I've okay, heard so of it. it's a it. part
1: of a borough. A borough within a borough.
0: Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> yep. Washington Heights is a neighborhood in the uppermost part of the New York City borough of Manhattan. Okay.
1: Okay. There you okay. Go. okay. That makes a little more sense than why I haven't heard of
0: it. Area codes 212, 332, 646, and 917. Dachshund. That's It's so weird. Why do they have like such random area codes? Why are they not like none of the first digits are the same at all?
1: I feel like that's kind of the same everywhere. Because. They they build over time, so you start with one, and then like decades later, like we need to add another one, and they don't always
0: get like
1: a very nice number. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Whatever. Um,
0: All
1: right, so this next movie I found in both lists. Like as I was searching through these, I found it in best movies and worst movies. Okay, and it's Free Guy. Yeah. Did you see this one?
0: I did not. I saw a portion of it as Chris and Cannon were finishing it up. Okay. What did they think? They loved it. Right.
1: I loved it. I don't know why it was in, it was on like two lists of worst movies of the year.
0: So. Like it was super fun. Yeah. They even asked, Chris and Cannon asked me, hey, are you going to want to watch this? And kind of gave me the rundown of what it was. And I was like, eh, probably not. And so they watched, I think honestly they watched one Friday night while we were recording. Yeah. Um, And I came home. And caught like the last 10 minutes and instantly regretted saying that I didn't want to watch it. Because now I know how it ends. Mm. And the ending was so. This is great. Yeah. Awesome. I wanted to know what happened prior. You do
1: need to go watch the whole movie because it's (laughs) really fun. Yeah. Really fun. So I'm gonna keep that in the best movies because I thought it was I mean, it's not a super serious movie. That's okay. It doesn't need to be. Right. It was just fun. It was it was a popcorn movie. And sometimes we need those. Yeah. Uh Justice League The Snyder Cut. Big four hour epic in four three ratio.
0: Mm-mm.
1: You don't watch it? it.
0: Heck that's no, fine. that's four that's hours. Yeah, it's, it's a
1: lot. But for those of us who are really devoted to watching these early DC extended universe movies, and then we saw the original uh, release of Justice League that got all Josh Whedon, Joss Whedon, and we were super disappointed, this was a big payoff. Because yeah. it was so much better. So, I mean, it wasn't Moleta. the perfect movie. Well, yeah, it wasn't the perfect movie, of course, uh, but comparatively speaking, This was the far superior Justice League that I really wish I could have seen play out with the next two movies that were planned in the story, Uh, but that is gone now, and that makes me sad. And lastly, on the list of best movies of the year, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Yeah, you watched this one, right? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I watched it twice. It was good. In the theater. It was good. So good, really, 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 really need to watch those original Spider-Man movies, uh-huh. Tobey Maguire and the Andrew Garfield ones to to get the full emotional experience. But dang good,
0: but can still be very much enjoyed because my yeah, kids.
1: Yeah, he can't be.
0: Sure. Yeah, I don't. Mm. I think that my boys have seen the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies, but I don't think that they fully remember them. I know Mila has never seen them, but she's still very much. She knew who he was.
1: Yeah. Well, don't give me like away. Oh, yeah. Sorry
0: about <laughs> um,
1: that. Still relatively new. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Whatever.
0: Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you don't have to necessarily know them. Right. To enjoy it.
1: Right. But there are some uh, extra payoffs. Let's put it that way. Mm, for true. for insider yeah. fans. Sure, yeah. Of the full series. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move to worse movies. Okay. <sighs> okay. Jungle Cruise with The Rock.
0: I mean, I didn't watch it, but I could look at the... Yeah. The... the
1: that Little was me too.
0: Clip of him and be like, yeah, no I, thanks.
1: I saw that. And I'm a big fan of The Rock. I'll watch anything The Rock does. But I saw the preview for that movie and I was like, mm, pass. That's but okay. my wife really wanted to watch it. And since it's free to watch on Disney, I'm like, okay. So we watched it literally last week. And I'm like, it's got some parts, sure. But nah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is one of those cases of Disney taking one of their established rides Mm -hmm. and trying to build a movie around it. Right. And the Jungle Cruise ride is kind of boring. It's really, I mean, there's a few, like, jump scare things where, you know, little fake snakes and whatever, fake alligator, fake hippo, whatever, pop up. Okay. But it's mostly just a tour guide giving you bad puns for eight minutes. Okay. And they put that in the movie.
0: Hmm.
1: And I laughed hysterically at that. Like, they made that part of it. Okay. <laughs> the Rock is just sitting there, bad pun after bad pun. And, like, this little kid goes, see, can he please stop? And he goes, no, I will not stop, and you cannot make me stop. And then he just continues on. With <laughs> and, I mean, it was great. I liked that part. But the story they had to concoct was just so convoluted and weird. <laughs> And I'm like,
0: you couldn't come up with. We didn't need. We didn't
1: need this movie. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the ride could just exist as it is. This didn't need to exist.
0: Okay, but I kind of disagree with that statement. But here's why. Okay. Okay. Because typically, when you go to, I mean, honestly, when you go to ninety percent of most amusement parks, the rides are based off of a television show Mm -hmm. or a movie. And so you have people like me who watch movies but do not retain movies to any degree, who see a ride and are like, wait a minute, what is this from? Did I I miss something? Is this from that, that one movie? And then everybody looks at you like, are you an idiot? Do you not know what you're talking about? And I'm like... Obviously, I clearly don't know what I'm talking about. Can you please just tell me? So, this is literally
1: the Star Wars portion of the park, (laughs) Moe. Everything's
0: from the movies. (laughs) Shut up. Okay, see, but listen, I even feel that way with Space Mountain. And Space Mountain is one of the classic Disney roller coasters. But every time I get on it, I'm like, and it's my favorite. I love Space Mountain. Every time I ride it, I'm like, was this based off of a movie that I just don't remember? That I don't know anything about? Yeah. And I don't want to ask anybody because I don't want to look stupid. And they're going to treat me like I'm stupid. There's not going to be anybody who's kind and gracious and forgiving about it. So, (laughs) even if these rides don't have a movie, they should have a movie.
1: Okay. Just for me.
0: I'm thinking about
1: the rides that have had the movie come after the fact to kind of justify their existence in the park still yeah and uh so you got you have that one that one is a flop you have haunted mansion with eddie murphy
0: yeah i didn't (laughs) hate it terrible
1: movie again didn't didn't hate it don't want to watch it again yeah that's fair tomorrowland with tom hanks do you even remember that happening do you even remember that movie existing It was a massive flop
0: A little bit Can't even
1: get through it But Then you've got Pirates of the Caribbean
0: So was the ride before the movies?
1: Really? All of those rides were before the movies What? They all built storylines Based off of the little bit of lore they have with the movies Or with the rides Pirates of the Caribbean was great
0: Yeah Fantastic
1: Fantastic if we're just talking about the first movie out of the park all five of the movies eh, they didn't hit every peak but entertaining enough i oh, will yeah. watch them multiple times yeah. in my life Faux show so i consider that a win and yeah. i feel like they just keep swinging for the fences trying to hit another pirates, pirates Caribbean, yeah. and, <laughs> and they're just not doing it It's fair Ugh. all right eternals Okay, so when I, we were talking about Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. I said it it was a Marvel movie that didn't feel like a Marvel movie, but in a good way. Eternals was a Marvel movie that didn't feel like a Marvel movie in a bad way.
0: <laughs> I've actually heard quite a few people say that it it's, just wasn't what they were anticipating. It's a
1: slog. It is the slowest two hours and eight minutes you've ever seen in Marvel. It is just so slow. It's painful. You have to be doing something else at the same time in order to not fall asleep. Hmm, great. There are some mm-hmm. great movies, I mean, great moments, I'm sorry, and the storyline could be very entertaining and I'm actually pretty excited about, you know, where the story goes from here. Okay. I just, boo. if Thor The Dark World was the bottom rung movie, Before, this takes the cake. It's by far, it's so far down (laughs) on the rung. (sighs) But they tried. They tried something new, and that's okay. It's Mm -hmm. okay that it wasn't the best. Like I said, it's been... 14, 15 years of these movies and TV shows, they ain't all going to be winners.
0: True. Yeah.
1: So you got to be a little forgiving. Got
0: to be a little forgiving. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, It was weird. This is a weird thing. And I don't want to get too political or anything, Mm -hmm. but something that we always hear every year is like, you know, when a character from like a book is put on a movie and in the book he was, he or she was like a different ethnicity. Okay. But then they cast them in the movie and they make them a white person. Uh-huh. And they say they're whitewashing. Yeah. And that's bad. And it should be somebody who represents the true character. Yeah. But then we get the Eternals. And the Eternals in the comic books are pretty much like all white people.
0: Yeah. Mostly so white dudes. The yeah.
1: And they did, they, they did full on opposite. Like everybody was different. Ever, the only white dude was the evil kind of person. Like, it's just, I mean, we really, we really got, I don't understand the rules. It's weird. It's weird and kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make much sense with what we say other times. But anyway, that being said, the cast was fantastic. Uh, I really did like who they chose. A lot of people you didn't think were ever going to be in the MCU in this movie. Pretty neat. Nice. I liked it. I think they'll be pretty good. Uh Oh, what's his name? I don't know. The Indian comedian who's... Dang it. I don't remember the name. But he's been in a thousand things, mostly in small bit parts. Uh, But he got super jacked to be in this movie. Uh, He was hilarious and funny and looked super jacked. So pretty pretty impressive. Pretty impressive, my friend. (laughs) Okay. Ghostbusters Afterlife is in the worst movies list, and I don't think it's fair.
0: I didn't see it.
1: It's very new. And I thought it was really good.
0: Yeah. I thought it was a great
1: sequel to the original two. Far better than the third one, and I liked the third one. The one with all the women. Yeah. (laughs) I liked that one. Everybody hated that one. I loved that one. And I really like this one. And nobody likes it, and I'm sad about it.
0: To anybody who doesn't know you, the last two <laughs> reviews that you gave, I just want you to know you kind of came across not in your best light. I so I is. just want for any anyone who is, who may be, you know, a... Uh, first time listener or maybe a second or third time listener please don't judge Matt. i'm telling
1: you what all the people say this no, is what no, the no, rules no no no, no. Are.
0: you said this is what you said just in terms of you know the eternals and the ethnicity swap and then now saying the one with all the women i really liked that one i did <laughs> fun. I really liked the third one. You know, the one with <laughs> the, the all the one women. With all the women, I really liked that. one. <laughs> they were all women. Yeah. It was all women
1: in that movie. Yeah, you're not making and yourself fun much better. <laughs> I love women. <laughs> Good grief. No, was, uh, I mean, I liked it. I, a lot of people are getting upset about it i i guess uh, this is the thing this is supposed to be like the third movie of the original trilogy with you know the main storyline and it's been like coming soon yeah for decades like you know how long it's been since avatar came out and we've been promised these avatar sequels and there's still not a sequel
0: Can I just tell you Avatar is probably my least favorite movie ever, 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 ever. Everybody loved Avatar. I hated Avatar. Ever. Yeah, I can't.
1: I can't. I can't. (laughs) Well anyway, Ghostbusters came out long before Avatar did. And we've been having those promises for that sequel since then.
0: You're not wrong.
1: Yeah. And then we got the one with all the women. (laughs) And that wasn't what the the sequel that we were expecting. Uh, And People didn't like that one and it didn't continue. They set it up for a, a sequel of their own and it didn't continue. Uh, and so we got this.
0: We I got kinda this. I want to know who the people are that didn't like that one because I really liked it. You really liked yeah. it. Everybody that I know enjoyed it. Why? How come? Listen. <laughs> Why is it always the people that we don't agree with who have the say in everything?
1: I don't know. Everybody should do what we say. I agree. I think the world would be better off. I
0: mean, Um, I feel like we're getting that way. We're slowly making making strides.
1: And the world
0: will be a a better place. place. All right. Oh, very good. Great change. There you go.
1: So anyway, I think it was good. If you haven't seen it, it's worth a watch. I thought it was a beautiful... Way to wrap up the storyline. If it's wrapped up, I don't know if it's wrapped up. But it was a beautiful way to wrap up the original storyline with the original four characters. Um, Venom, Let There Be Carnage is I'm in the worst so movie i mad list. about
0: this. I,
1: I get why you're mad, but I also kind of agree that it is Matt? not a great movie.
0: Matt! <laughs>
1: Compared to the first one. The first one was phenomenal. This one just kind of felt like, you know, it's one of those mid mid storyline movies like we got to get another movie out let's tell a quick in and out story that's not all that thrilling or important just so we can get to the next movie kind of thing i didn't hate it it's just not a great one
0: i i really enjoyed it (laughs) i really 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 did but here's the thing i i don't know what it says about me and i really don't care you can make your assumptions all you want I really oh, I love, I really, really love Venom. I really yeah. do. I yeah. really
1: do. The, 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 the guy that plays uh, um, Eddie Brock and the Venom character itself, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. I love it. Now, the the parts that I liked about Let There Be Carnage the most were the parts between them. Yes. It was their, like, 100%. Weird, their weird love story of, like, I don't need you. I do need you. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. I loved it. I did not care about the Carnage character whatsoever. And so, I really like okay. that guy. What's that guy's name? I don't know. The guy that played Carnage.
0: The I don't know. The,
1: the, he's in everything.
0: I don't know.
1: <laughs> Dang it, bro. No.
0: Listen, I'm pulling up Google.
1: <sighs> uh Gracious! Somebody
0: thanks. out there is saying Woody right Harrelson,
1: now. Jeez, how can I not remember Woody Harrelson? I love Woody Harrelson I love him in everything he's done all the way back to Cheers but my goodness, I could not care less about him and his girlfriend in that movie
0: <laughs> So, yes, I okay, remembering remembering I
1: You were remembering around that story element Yeah <laughs> Yeah
0: Yeah. Uh, Carnage, I did not like his character. I think that he was necessary, obviously, but I didn't.
1: But see, here's what I think. I think it is time to step a little bit outside of the norm with superhero-ish movies, comic book movies, and do what we do in some comic books. There's often one-shot, one-off stories, one-issue stories that have no villain whatsoever. It's just about you dealing with your stuff. And I think if they just made a movie all about those two trying to get along and come back, get on the same page, and just focus it it being essentially a love story (laughs) in this weird way, a comedy drama thing just about trying to get the magic back. It would have been great. It would have been hilarious. I I I don't think we need, I don't think we always need to have a bad guy. I love Venom As the main, so focus. Much.
0: Uh Also, I will say that I the entire time I was waiting for Shriek mm-hmm. to play a bigger role yeah, than yeah. what she did. Yeah, I was I was waiting.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just kind of yeah. It was just yeah.
0: She, I was waiting for her to end up being like the hero of it all, the heroine.
1: Of I the just movie. feel like they had to go through the motions with that part of the movie. Yeah. Just skip it, guys. Mm-hmm. Make a Venom Eddie Brock love story. That's also, this here. is a
0: very poorly placed picture of Tom Hardy there. <laughs> you see it? Uh, the background of whatever is behind his head that's yeah. making his head look...
1: Makes it look like there's a tiny hand growing out of the back of his head.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: A anyway. baby hand. Next up, Red Notice.
0: I don't know this one.
1: So this was a movie with The Rock... Um, Ryan Reynolds and oh, shoot, what's her name? Mm. <laughs> Gosh darn it, I, I have such a good memory normally. Uh, the woman that plays Wonder Woman,
0: uh, I don't know, is that her?
1: Yeah, Gal Gadot, there we go, Gal Gadot. She, um, all three of them in this movie. All three of them phenomenal actors. All three of them really funny. All three of them super action heavy. Like it was really good. It was about it was about uh, a a professional like thief stealing these these eggs, these gold eggs, and uh, another thief trying to out thief that thief, mm-hmm. and an FBI agent trying to catch both the thieves. All right. Super simple premise. Sure. All just about action and comedy. Another popcorn movie. Uh, people apparently didn't like it. I liked it. Not again, not one of my top movies, but
0: a good movie. Okay. Not a bad one. Not Give worst movies of 2021? Not in my opinion. Okay.
1: Snake Eyes. G.I. Joe Origins movie.
0: Okay. Isn't there a Snake Eyes? No. What is it? Uh, I, don't know, I
1: don't know what you're what talking is, about. What
0: is his name? Bond, James Bond. Isn't what is
1: Bond? Yeah, Bond, James Bond. That's what
0: his is name. there's a there's an eyes there's a James Bond eyes eyes something eyes. Anyway, forget it. I'm moving on.
1: <laughs> tell, tell me about golden eye. Golden
0: eye. <laughs> golden eye. <laughs> there we is. go. Thank you. There's All an right. eye somewhere with the Bond <laughs> <the command> movies. <release. laughs>
1: Somebody's got eyes. <laughs> Who's got eyes on James Bond? Oh
0: my gosh, I'm showing Somebody my age. Me, no
1: golden eyes, my favorite Man, James really Bond feel movie old, and right my favorite now. Nintendo 64 game.
0: So good.
1: Um, but yes, Snake Eyes, GI Joe origins look uh, world, world at large, Hollywood. Nobody's liked any of the GI Joe movies. Yeah, that's we true. We don't want origin movies about characters we already don't care about. They were action figures. That's all the lore we needed. We don't need any more story based on these guys. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. Positive. The Matrix 4, Revolutions.
0: So I have heard very mixed reviews about this. Same. I haven't seen it. I've seen it. Oh yeah?
1: I loved it. Really? Loved Okay. Loved
0: it. I haven't seen it. And there was a time where everybody who we talked to was like, it's awesome. It's so good. Yeah. And then we heard a lot of, yeah. Yeah, don't waste your time. And so we went from, all right, yeah, absolutely, we're going to watch it to, mm, okay, maybe not.
1: There is a bunch of stuff they could have done differently that might have been better. Let's put it that way. Okay. But for what they did, it was surprising enough and fun enough that I enjoyed it. I think it makes a cool fitting end to the movie. It doesn't really say anything. It's not like a political uh, allegory or anything like that. It's just a cool science fiction thing that you're kind of trying to figure out what the heck's going on. And it's kind of subverting your idea of what the original movie was. I thought it was great. I mm. thought it was the best way they could have pulled this kind of thing off. Interesting. Did it need to exist? Probably not. But doesn't mean it's not fun. Doesn't mean it's not worth a watch. Okay. And lastly, unequivocally on the list of worst movies for every single list that I found online yeah. and in my heart, Yes. Space Jam, A New
0: Legacy. Fact. There really doesn't need to be anything said here.
1: Worst movie of the year. So bad. Now, look, I've heard the arguments that say, go back and watch the original Space Jam. It's pretty bad, too. You're right. I agree. But.
0: I believe I can fly.
1: Yeah. It's the little things that make a big deal. The little tweaks, the little touches that connected with the soul and part of that was the soundtrack.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You remember so many songs from that soundtrack. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: Here's your chance.
1: I don't remember a single song from this new movie. All right. All right. It was generic cookie cutter garbage. They crammed in a thousand other WB properties because they could, and it was not necessary or needed. It was a terrible storyline, a reason for it happening. The father-son experience made little to no sense in a reality-based world. It was terrible, terrible.
0: Um, yeah. I was not at all impressed with it. Watching it, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, it's not the worst thing ever, but it makes me very, 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 very sad that this is my children's space jam.
1: Right? Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because the original Space jam wasn't perfect, but it was so popular and fun. Mhm It went on for months. People were talking about Space jam for literal months.
0: I feel like it it honestly was I don't want to say years
1: actually, it might have been years, yeah, a couple years at least, yeah. And then after the the movie, me and everybody I knew all bought the soundtrack and wore the soundtrack tape out. Yep. Like it was just freaking a moment for children Mm -hmm. everywhere. Ain't no kids remembering a new legacy after this year. Yeah. Oh gosh. And if they do, check on them. (laughs) (laughs) Get them tested. Right. Something's wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, LeBron James ain't no Michael Jordan. You can like him all you want. The dude's a flopper, and his movie flopped as well. Wow. That's That's my hot take. Come at me, but don't come at me. You're really big. (laughs) <laughs> those are some right. of the best and worst movies and tv shows from 2021 but we want to know what you think do you think there's a tv show that needs to be added a movie uh switch to the other category do you disagree with some of our assessments did you really like space jam a new legacy don't lie come share your thoughts on our discord at backrowdiscord.com in the respond to show channel you can message us on any of the socials at the backrow ltn or call our voicemail and rant away at 575 575. 6-2-8-0-5-2.
0: We'll be back with more, stick around. Practice makes perfect, or not. In the 36 years of my existence, I can positively say I've perfected absolutely nothing in my life. Even tasks I find myself continually doing, things I've done for the majority of my life, walking, talking, standing, none of them are perfected still. Obviously, I say that in jest, but how often do we find ourselves obsessing over an idea of perfection? Getting things done exactly right, so much so that we will even refuse help from someone else for fear that they'll do it wrong making sure our image is protected from those around us, so we continue to deny our faults and falsely wear a mask of perfection. As we find ourselves still standing on the edge of the new year, I hope you find encouragement knowing perfection is not your command. Do not exhaust yourselves running toward an idol that God never gave you. Instead, take heart in remembering the words of Philippians 1:6. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. His work in you will not be done until his work is fully done. We are a work in progress, under construction, a masterpiece yet to be finished. And with that, I find great peace. Practice does not make perfect, but it does make progress, perseverance, patience, possibilities, and peace welcome
1: back to the back row i'm radio matt
0: And I'm Mo. There's a lot going on in our Discord, discord backrowdiscord.com, where you can go chat after the show, share your own show ideas, keep up to date with our Twitch and YouTube, be a part of our radio shows, and also see the the behind-the-scenes workings of backrow games, including Sunday School Answers. Again, go to backrowdiscord.com to join.
1: We started looking back on 2021 last week, and in our final segment of this rewind, before we put 2021 in its grave for good, yes. we're going to look back at our preview for 2021 and see how our expectations measured up to reality, and then give you our 2022 predictions in the process.
0: Oh my. Uh, last year, on January 6th, we had an episode entitled Things to Look Forward To in 2021. Let's see if that worked out.
1: Well, first of all... That happened on January 6th. So, yeah. Mere moments (laughs) after our show came to a close that day, we had uh, just a bad day as a country. (laughs) But moving on from that, in our show, we actually talked about some things we were looking forward to, and that was, uh, well, first one on the list was widespread COVID-19 immunity through vaccines and herd immunity, uh, and no more masks. Mo, how'd that pan out? It didn't. (laughs) I was really, I remember being really gung-ho, saying, I believe it, six months into into 2021, life's going to be normal again. Yeah. And it did look like it was trending that way. It really did until Delta hit. Mm -hmm. Delta hit and there was like, roll it back. Mask back on. So. Can I be. I'm sorry. I jinxed us.
0: Can I be done with masks, please?
1: (laughs) We're pretty much done here in our our state, right? No. Oh, well, you have to do it in the school still. I forgot about the school. School's like literally the only place in our town that I think
0: requires. Not. Well, yeah, that requires it. Yes. But here's the thing. Like. I was in Walmart just the other day and, you know, they come over every like three minutes or so and make an announcement saying, Oh, do they? Yes." I have
1: my headphones in every time I'm in Walmart. So I never hear a thing.
0: Yeah. Um, encouraging you to wear a face covering and to continue to follow and abide by all of the data and then I step out of the aisle that I'm in and look around me and Every person is wearing a mask and I'm like,
1: (gasps) no, that's not my experience at all. Yes. Did I miss something? You're going with the weirdos sometime.
0: Going after I get out of school.
1: (laughs) Literally every time I go, every time I go, it's like one in 10 persons has a mask.
0: No, mm -mm. I was the one in 10 persons that did not have a mask. (laughs) And I really began to wonder, was there a new mandate put out that I didn't hear about? What Are
1: the police on their way to get me I know. right? No,
0: I was so confused.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't
0: know. I'm over it. I don't
1: know. I get it. If you still want to wear one, I don't know. Absolutely. I just, I just can't. I just can't keep doing this thing. I might sound selfish, I get it, but hey. Ain't nobody else doing it that I'm aware of, so uh the Tokyo Olympics. Yeah. Happened hmm With nobody in attendance. hmm And we won a lot of awards. hmm It's about all that really...
0: I think this is the first Olympics in the history of Olympics that... I, well, I should say in the history of my...
1: Olympics that have happened in your lifetime.
0: There you go. Thank you. Um, that I didn't watch.
1: Yeah. I and didn't I care I about any of it. I didn't care. Been... Deidre yeah. had a little bit of it on. I'm like, yep. nah. And she was like, eh, too.
0: Listen, we... The year that we were on a cruise to Greece, it was, okay, that was 2012. Where were the Olympics that year? It was the Summer Olympics in London. Yes. We watched the Olympics from the cruise ship in our room, surrounded our day by what events we wanted to see. Wow.
1: I've never been that devoted to the Olympics. That's pretty cool,
0: though. Uh
1: but this year, not, not at all. No. Didn't care at all. Mm-mm. Is it just because it wasn't in the year it was supposed to be?
0: Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> like, look, if you're going to show think... up late
1: into my life, uh-huh. we're just not coming,
0: okay? Right? I'm the only one allowed to show up late. <laughs> um, I think that it was just the feeling of it not being the Olympics. It, mm, not
1: f- it just didn't feel real. didn't feel Right.
0: With nobody in attendance, yeah. and it just being such a small amount of, I don't know. And you know, that being
1: said, we we did talk about the possibility of that. Yeah. In the show, yeah. that there might not be anybody in attendance,
0: and we were so much more positive last yeah, year. About I thought it, we? I don't
1: really recall there being a bunch of people in the crowd anyway. Yeah, because they don't really focus on the crowd. Right. You don't hear cheers. You don't yeah. hear clapping or anything. There's not microphones in the stands. It's not like a professional sporting event. Right. This is all about the athletes. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that wouldn't bother me.
0: But, but it, it did. did. Yeah.
1: It did. It was kind of lame. Uh, NASA's Perseverance rover landing on Mars. Um. Did it happen? I have no idea. Did Perseverance haven't heard a thing about it. land on Mars?
0: Maybe. It did, in February yeah. 18th. Okay.
1: Okay, so it, it landed.
0: Look at us, keeping up with current Must events. Must not have been
1: a super powerful thing then, because I don't remember it happening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we talked about traveling. Yeah. We said by the time summer, or maybe at the latest, the next holiday season rolls around, traveling should be much safer. Do we feel like that's the case?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, I believe in some regard it is safer as far as COVID is concerned. You know, they're right. they're still following all the
1: Well I've heard I've heard scientists come out and say that like you're less likely to get it on a plane. Yeah. Because that air is so filtered. Yeah. That it's more likely you'll get it in the terminal.
0: Right. I will be fully honest and let you know that I have oh sorry. I have just been kind of waiting on one of us. To come down, to come with down some with it sort based
1: of, on your traveling? Yeah. Because you did just travel a bunch. You just flew a whole bunch.
0: Yeah. And I was just waiting. But anyway, um, I think so, it's safer as far as sickness is concerned. It definitely is not safer as far as um, just your overall travel experience. It's just not concerned.
1: It's not back up to par.
0: Yeah, no, it's no. It's not to not normal even.
1: We're getting there. We're like halfway there, right? When we say halfway,
0: Will you meet me halfway.
1: Will you give me fifty percent? How about forty
0: five? <laughs> are we are we auctioning off now? <laughs> I don't know, Matt. I
1: <sighs> now I, I like okay. So flying maybe not, but uh, driving. Uh, we took a big trip to Denver. Yeah, several days didn't really feel out of the ordinary.
0: Okay, but I gotta say at the same time, I mean, we were still driving to travel. Yeah, during.
1: But I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about as the whole experience, mm-hmm. truck stops and mm-hmm. restaurants and all that. Everything felt relatively normal. We did have to wear a mask at a couple places, but not everywhere. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel like there were a lot. Of, the, the The one thing I do notice it's different now is, like, everywhere you want to go, you have to reserve your time. You want to go to the aquarium? You gotta in advance.
0: Yeah, you have a time slot that you need to reserve.
1: So, so only those people can go in at that time. So, listen, stagger the crowd. Yeah,
0: I get it. And that that isn't a bad thing. No, I will say that because you know, for those of us who really don't care for big crowds Mm -hmm. anyway, it's actually kind of nice. You get more of a, I want to say, a personal experience with whatever it is that you're doing because.
1: At least a least claustrophobic experience. Yeah. Less
0: claustrophobic experience. Yeah. But you get to experience a little more Mm -hmm. because you're not being pushed or rushed from one exhibit or whatever to the next. Right. You don't have to worry
1: as much about peak times where everybody's coming at once. Yeah. Because it's still going to be kind of spread out. Right. Which I liked.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I was going to say something, but I forgot. So never mind. I'm sorry. Oh, it makes it very hard for those of us who are not like planners who mm-hmm. just kind of want to take a vacation and go with the flow and whatever happens happens Be
1: spontaneous.
0: And, yeah, you can't do that. That's true. That's difficult, right? But now. I'm
1: a big planner. So, yeah. <laughs> it worked great for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, large gatherings? Kind of? Yeah. Kind of back. We got concerts, we got uh full wrestling arenas, sports arenas.
0: We have concerts and I'm surprised that we still have concerts after mm-hmm. the one
1: Oh yeah. very
0: awful Astro Astro, Astro Astro World, World? Astro, Astro- Lane, I
1: don't know, something Whatever. like that. Mm-hmm. Astromania? Something. Um yeah. yeah. But anyway, that is getting pretty normal again. Uh movie theaters even like our our local movie theater no longer does the staggered seating which I was kind of bummed out about because mm-hmm. you could get a seat and then they would automatically put a seat on either side of your party. So you wouldn't be directly next to somebody not in your household. And right. I loved it. Uh-huh. Especially when I was going to the movie by myself, <clears throat> I'm like, there ain't no way I'm sitting up next to nobody. Yeah. Learn the hard way. When I went to see Spider-Man by myself, that <laughs> that is no longer the rule. Luckily there was one of those, uh, handicap companion seats mm-hmm. that had nobody in it. And I'm like, well, this is now mine. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Um, so yeah we're getting there with that we have the uh, celebrated the 50th anniversary of walt disney world this year yeah did they do anything for it because i don't remember a word about it
0: i really don't i feel like that should have been all over the internet It should have been um i think that the christmas parade kind of made mention of it but did it i
1: you're talking about the macy's parade
0: no, the Christmas one. The the There's a Christmas, Christmas Day parade? parade. Yes, and it's at Disney World.
1: They aired on TV.
0: Yeah. Really? Yes.
1: Never heard of it. <laughs> I literally thought there were two you parades. I Really
0: disappointed in you. Two
1: parades: Macy's Day, Thanksgiving Day parade, and the Tournament of Roses parade on New Year's. I did not you know anything n- about a Christmas Day parade. So
0: much. <laughs>
1: Are there more anyway. parades? Uh,
0: what other parades <laughs> am I missing? No, maybe maybe you're not. Yeah, Disney Parks Christmas Day Parade. Yes.
1: <sighs> How yeah. long has it been going on?
0: Since before we were born. Wow. 1983.
1: How have I never known that existed? I and don't know. I would know. watch it. i totally watch it.
0: I, I love
1: parades. I, I'm a parade guy.
0: Pretty disappointed in you right now. <laughs> Wow! I
1: really, really. Hey,
0: look! You can go back and watch it. It, It's online.
1: Oh, beautiful! (laughs) Okay, that's that's sad. Yeah. Sorry. All right, new TV show stuff. Friends reunion. Yeah. Did you like that? I Uh, haven't watched it yet.
0: Oh my gosh! Did it
1: live up to its expectations?
0: Yes. Okay. So it wasn't. You know, I think that everybody was kind of every fans, every fans friend, every friends fan. Was hoping for some sort of, like, look into the future. You know, did oh, Ross and Rachel get married? Yeah. You know, what are, what are Ben and Emma and Jack like as adults?
1: You wanted and... to see a continuation of the story at least a little bit.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's definitely not what it was, but oh my gosh, what it was was so good.
1: Okay. So good. I'm going to have to watch it. I have I have not cut out the time.
0: I you know I, I think what ended up happening honestly is now everybody is no longer rooting for Ross and Rachel. They're actually now rooting for David and Jennifer. Mhm.
1: Are they dating?
0: No. So <laughs> they are both single. And then we find out that there was actually uh, chemistry between the two of them, genuine, true chemistry, a lot of flirting, but neither one of them were single at the same time. And so it never worked out. But now they're both single. And so you find yourself as fans of Ross and Rachel being like, this could work. He's her lobster. They could totally be a thing. Yeah. That's
1: funny. Yeah. It's like uh, The Office. Uh, Jenna Fisher, who played Pam, uh-huh. says that people come up to her all the time and then they see her real husband. Yeah. And say, you're not Jim. Like because they really believe they have to they have to be together, right? They yeah. they,
0: they belong together.
1: Uh-huh. Uh like that's so strange. Get into reality here.
0: Oh, but Ross and Rachel, <laughs> seriously.
1: <laughs> Alright, there was supposed to be the reboot of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but that has not happened yet. That is, but it is being previewed now for this year. Hmm. The gritty real drama version. I saw the extended preview. Not a fan. No? (laughs) I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to give it a college try. I'm going to give it a a real shot. I'm going to watch at least five episodes before I make a final judgment. But it ain't the show. It ain't the show that you remember. But they're still using the same premise and the same characters, and it's weird. The same basic premise. But then they add stuff to it. It's It feels like SNL... Every now and then we'll take some silly thing, like some kid's thing or whatever, Mm -hmm. and make like a gritty adult version of it, Mm -hmm. the reboot. Yeah. And it's all serious and dark. And that's what this feels like. This feels like at any moment it's going to start with this SNL jokes and it's just going to crumble apart. Like it's just like, how can you make this a serious thing? But hmm. it is.
2: But
3: like, do you the know, guy,
1: like, you know, instead of just being chased out of Philly because of, you know, a couple of bullies beat him up, you know, now it's like there's a hit out on him. Mm. So he's got to move to Philly. I mean, we I mean, got to move that. to Bel Air. Sorry, move to Bel Air. I'm like, come on. I mean, come on. We could have used the same premise. You don't need to make it about somebody chasing him down to kill him um, across the country.
0: You got to make it more realistic. And I mean, Philly, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I've always thought, <laughs> what I loved about Fresh Prince was kind of the gritty, raw moments that it did have. But and those it wasn't, were
1: emotional.
0: Yeah. But they were also very difficult. And they were, I mean, for the time. Yeah. I think that.
1: But still all, it was still all cushioned in the silly, goofy sometimes fourth wall breaking stuff like those those serious intense moments were I wouldn't say there were few and far between but they weren't always there they were no, there you're were right. a few they episodes were... each season that were like got deep
0: yeah and so really i was not disagreeing with you at all what okay, i'm okay, saying okay. is i don't know why they would want to do something why they feel like they would need to elevate it to... Oh,
1: I apologize. I thought you were going the other direction.
0: No. I don't know why <laughs> they feel like they would need to elevate it past what they've already done. Because, sure. I mean, for those of us who grew up watching The Fresh Prince, which, let's be real, we're the only people who's probably going to watch a reboot of it. I don't think that my kids are going to want to watch it a...
1: yeah that's another that's another good point and like why would you care if you yeah. didn't see the original right
0: <laughs> you know what i mean they're not going to bring in any new audience at this point yeah, they might i don't know i really don't think that they will <laughs> i i really don't um and so those of us who grew up watching it we remember those few episodes that really we're raw and difficult and the hard. Da, the dad one. The dad one oh with gosh. Uncle Phil and Will. How yeah, that was will, how that
1: come was tough. Don't
0: want me, man. Uh huh. Oh my
1: gosh! That was the first time a television show made me cry. Yeah. And I was a kid, and I had a dad <laughs> that wanted me. <laughs> I had no emotional connection to the story at all, but I was bawling.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Such a good performance.
0: And see, I'm thinking back to the the other shows that were on at the same time. You know, the other other things that Family Matters and Boy Meets World and Step by Step and nothing. Yeah, a lot of those shows had an episode that sure. was yeah raw, but nothing matched the caliber of.
1: Mm-hmm. It was another Fresh level. Friends. It was another level for yeah. sure.
0: I mean, Top I can, like there's even an episode where Ashley is making some really poor choices and Will is stuck in between a rock and a hard place. It's, he doesn't know what to do. You know, I think the later episodes when Will is at college, those are the ones that there's a lot more than that are heavy and yeah. deep, you mm-hmm. know, there are
1: so. also a lot of, of uh, episodes focused around. Racism. Yeah. And this was, this show was really my first experience with like learning about these things, learning that this kind of stuff happened. And it really did kind of make me understand Mm -hmm. when I was younger, you know, outside my own bubble. Yeah. uh, With this kind of stuff. It was like, you know, I'm not saying this was like a, a, a class on everything that's ever, you know, transpired in the world of racism, but it did. Give me pause in many ways. And like I've often thought back to certain episodes and certain things that I saw on that show when other situations arise. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's helped. It helped me early on in life learn to make better choices with how I interacted with other people. Instead of just kind of stumbling into, you know, making terrible jokes and all that and not really understanding why that would be inappropriate, Mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of teenagers do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just such an elevated show in all facets. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, top top tier above anything else that came out. Um, So with this show, I don't know. Like I said, I want to give it a try. I want to give it a shot. Will Smith is involved in it. He's not in the show, but he's, like, involved with the production of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm just... Not super optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they might just go too far, too heavy, I hope too not. dark. And I'm like, that's, this isn't the same. This doesn't give me the same feeling. This doesn't make me really consider different things. It just makes me like, I don't want to feel this way. So I'm not going to watch it. I'm afraid of that. So. Yeah. Don't do that to me, Bel Air. Mm -hmm. Uh, All the Marvel Disney Plus shows that they've been hyping since day one of the streaming service. Yeah. All of those came out last year. We had... um,
0: There was... I feel like there was a huge extensive list that we went through.
1: WandaVision. We didn't even go through all of them in the last segment, but WandaVision, Loki... Oh, no. WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, then Uh Loki, then What If, then Hawkeye. Yeah. So five of those shows. I loved them all in different <laughs> ways. Noted. I th- I personally think they all lived up to the hype, but as we talked about previously, right. not everybody thought that way. Did you watch any of the what if? No. It's not really required watching. At least I don't think it is. Um, but it was fun. Do you know what it is? Mm-mm. So what it does is every episode is a different episode. A different episode. Every episode really? focuses on different people. really. Right? Okay. but it takes a certain premise of a certain movie that we've already seen. Okay, and flips something around. So the first episode was, "What if Captain Carter was the one injected with the serum?" And so it takes you to the movie of the the first Avenger, Captain America, mm-hmm. and we see one little change, one little decision that was different, and that forced the situation to where she had to get in there and get the serum or they were going to lose all the serum Interesting. So she became Captain Britain or whatever. Okay. And so we see how the story would have played out if that were the case with uh, Steve Rogers and her And how the story progressed and it was beautiful. And so they do that with every Not every but they do that with every episode every episode focuses on a different movie different set of characters It was really fun Really fun thing. One of the episodes was what if there was a zombie apocalypse?
0: Oh yeah, aye. Yeah, yeah. Why we <laughs> yeah, always but... got to do zombie apocalypse? And
1: the way they <laughs> did it, it was great. It was um, based on the, the quantum realm, you know, where Ant-Man's, the you know, the, the, the woman that they pulled out, the wife of Hank Pym. Did you watch Ant-Man 2? Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yes. So remember they pulled the wife out that had been in there for 70 years or whatever. Not 70 years, but 20 years. Maybe <laughs> I know. I know you're having a hard time remembering things.
0: Sorry, um,
1: but anyway, they thought that you know she got infected by something in the quantum realm and accidentally unleashed this massive virus that turned everybody into zombies. Like it's like really cool, really cool. And then it kind of all makes like there's one character that's in all of them, one new character that's in all of them. Okay, and the last couple episodes, like all those walls between these different universes break. Okay. Okay. And that's as far as I'm going to go, but it does all come together into one story at the end. And it's really cool. Interesting. So watch that. Cause it's fun.
0: Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> uh, among us. Uh-huh. We talked
1: about among us cause we love among us and among us came out with their new airship map. Uh, that's what we were saying is going to happen. And it did happen. And it is great. The airship map is so fun, and they've also come out with new costume elements and new roles, and the game is just getting better. And I know less and less people are playing it, but we're still well. I'm still playing
0: it every week. Listen, it has (laughs) it has all of these new things and the new new stuff. I have gotten to a point to where I don't even feel like I know the game anymore. Well, and I don't no because I've all I was already already the one playing the game that knew very little about the game but just played to have fun and didn't care and there was actually somebody when when we were uh, hanging out with our twitch friends who asked what when we asked for the ask us anything question somebody said would you rather be when playing among us would you rather be a crewmate or an imposter 100% all the time I want to be a crewmate (laughs) all the time I don't want to be an imposter you've had
1: such great imposter rounds though that's the point. Matt. I know you've had a lot of bad ones, but exactly. you've had some really good ones and that's the that's I've the high like you got to ride. Two
0: good yeah, ones. They were great. Out of like 52 <laughs> really crappy ones. <laughs> but the more you play, the better you get. No. And, not and for and someone who only plays once a week and then all of a the sudden they add all of these things that you are what do I do now? I don't understand. First I don't get it.
1: First of all, it. I only play once a week. Secondly, <laughs> We've got like four new people that have barely ever played the game now, too. Jump back in, Mo. We all want you. Every week, someone asks, Where's Mo? Why isn't Mo here? Whatever. We miss Mo.
0: We miss Mo. <laughs> I don't know why.
1: <laughs> uh, Pokemon turned 25. A new Pokemon Snap was announced. Uh, a few other things were in the works. We've got two new games out now, I believe. Listen, Um, I mean, I I remember them celebrating this.
0: Pokemon's on the way out. I don't think it is. It is on the way out because it is keeping people from doing their jobs. They're gonna get sued uh, by somebody well, at was, some point. That and happened
1: in 2017. It's just we're only finding um, out about it now because <laughs> the mind, records are released. Mind. That was when like Pokemon Go first became a thing.
0: Why on earth did it take so long for the records to
1: release? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog turned 30. I remember them hyping that up. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a huge deal though. I mean, Sonic's fun and all, but he doesn't have Mario level status and he never will. See,
0: Suck I, Sonic. Li- hey, <laughs> I like
1: Sonic so much. I like Sonic, too, but, I mean, come on. And then uh, Brood X. Ooh, do you remember when Brood X happened? Nope. Brood X was the plague of locusts Mm-mm. that came out. They hey, how
0: many times emerged? did we think the world was ending this past year? <laughs> I don't think
1: a lot, actually. I don't think a lot. So Brood X came out. Was, they come out once every 17 years to mate and lay eggs. Uh, they... They're only out for like a week, but they are so loud that they can reach a 100 decibels and be heard from a mile away. Uh, it was mostly in the east, and I remember our friend Brian posted a TikTok about it happening. <laughs> it was like one of his only like five TikToks that he has, and I think it was his first one. And he's just standing out there, and you just hear... In the background is super loud. Yeah, <laughs> and it went on for so long.
0: <laughs> See, we don't really hear it here.
1: We've had locust things in New Mexico before. I remember when I was a kid and I lived in 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 uh, the bottom east corner, northeast corner, west the uh, southeast corner. Good I was about nice. to say, how do you all how... of the all of the directions southeast corner of the state? Uh, for like three years, we had. Like massive summer seasons of locusts. Really? So, and they shed their skin. Uh huh. Yes. Leave those little
0: mm-hmm. little crunchy shells. shells mm-hmm. Yeah. Little
1: ghost images of themselves, and we would be picking those off, and we'd put them on our mm-hmm. friends and let them freak out that they have a bug on them. It was a blast. And then they stopped. And they just stopped. We never saw them again. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't know. I, I know it was more than one one seas like it wasn't just like two weeks, one year. Like this was a common thing we did every year playing those jokes with the shells. But then they eventually stopped. So they're not the same thing as Brutex that's only out for two weeks every seventeen years. Yeah. But uh it's weird. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh we thought six G might be coming this year. Uh Japan and Korea were working to help improve things in the telenetworking networking and distance learning realm augmented reality holograms all that kind of stuff being laid the groundwork for and all that is still happening but i don't think any of it is quite up to snuff yet i think 6g is still a bit of the ways off but with the metaverse and all that other stuff ramping up i think this might be something we look forward to in the next year
0: yeah you uh said distance learning and everyone kind of had a small panic attack
1: everybody's butt clenched yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> drone delivery we thought that this would be a bigger thing uh governments had been starting to grant airspace for this to happen you but
0: know. nope it needs to happen because seen... i'm sick and tired of paying for amazon prime and expecting to get my packages within a couple days time and it takes 2 weeks
1: dilly anywhere near it is it
0: yeah i'm um, over it
1: I've seen one video of a restaurant that does drone delivery, and it was this guy at his window saying, here it comes, here it comes, and then the drone dropped the food and crashed into a wall. Hmm. I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah, It does not sound like a good idea to me at all to have a drone deliver my food. Yeah. No. Like, Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. I can't tell you how many people... Have doordashed food to me <laughs> and dropped my drinks and spilled them all over my porch, and then they're like, "Oh, sorry, and there's nothing that they do about it, even that's though a,
1: that's a common occurrence uh yes, I've never had a bad experience with oh. doordash <sighs>
0: <sighs> <sighs> listen, we have probably gotten more doordash credits from situations like that than what we've actually paid for real DoorDash.
1: That's surprising.
0: It's frustrating. Wow. Um, yeah, I can't imagine having a drone deliver my food <laughs> okay. if a person for can't our, even.
1: For our area, I think you're right. Um, I think the main goal to at least launch this idea is in places like New York, where yeah. you're in the neighborhood of the restaurant, and you're in a tall building, and they're just going to bring you up your food kind of thing. You know, from... Sure. from Less than a block away, not cra- crossing, crossing, not crossing town.
0: <laughs> but to be fair, crossing town for us takes five minutes, <laughs> like to go true. from one side to the other. True, true. You're not wrong. Yeah. Uh,
1: we had our super total lunar eclipse in May. I remember that happening. Yes. Uh, Spice Girls were supposed to go on a world tour. I don't know if they did or I don't not. Know if they did and, or not, and I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, going back to restaurants that happened, we're back at restaurants, yeah, in a pretty big way. You still got to wear your mask when
0: you're sitting down,
1: but not while you're eating
0: again. Reservations,
1: the reservations, yeah. Calling, but I head. feel like most of that was the case anyway. Like, you don't have to, well, you know, I say restaurants, I feel like a lot of fast food restaurants still aren't open on the inside, yeah, yeah.
0: I honestly, I know a couple
1: in I, our town. <laughs>
0: See, and it's hard for me to say whether or not they are or or are not. Because, I mean, being honest, I just enjoy not having to go into restaurants. So <laughs> yeah, well, I'm more I thinking haven- of
1: like with travel. Like like the only places that I remember stopping that were fast food restaurants when we went on our trip. We were McDonald's, and those are always pretty much open. But every other place we went was an actual restaurant. And so I don't recall how many were or weren't open. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, (laughs) next up, last one that I have on the list was hugs. Mm. Hugs were back, and I think they were this year. I think we got hugs back this year. Mm. Not plastic arm sleeves through a plastic wall hugs.
0: Yeah, but you can still tell that there are far more people who are uncomfortable about giving hugs than what there were in 2018. Sure.
1: You but know, if you really want to hug someone, if you both are totally into the idea of this hug, you can hug.
0: Sure. <laughs> I mean, we could have hugged in 2020. and
1: We could have, but we were also kind of afraid. Like, I really do want to hug you, but you might kill me. That's where we were at. Now I'm like, eh, if I die, I die. I'm going to hug you. <laughs> sure. All right. Let's look ahead at 2022. Here's some things to look forward to next year. Yes, please. This year. We're already in it. We're in it. We're in the year. But but have we really started? I don't know. (laughs) Winter Olympics. Now, I like the Winter Olympics much more than I like the Summer Olympics. I agree. I feel like I'm still going to be, even if there's no crowd, which this probably will still be the case, I'm going to be watching some stuff. You think? I will. I mean,
0: we said that a year ago.
1: I'll be watching it. Mm, I'll be all about it. It's going to happen soon. It's like really quick, too. It's like soon. It's like weeks from now, if that. Uh, Movies to look out for. We got Top Gun Maverick, the sequel nobody asked for. Right. Knives (laughs) Out 2, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, The Batman. Disenchanted? I'm really looking forward to Disenchanted. I'm looking forward I feel like a big girl saying it, but I am yeah. geeking out about right. Disenchanted. Unless it's gonna be about them getting a divorce, because then I'm gonna hate it. And I feel like that might be what it is because of the title.
0: I already told you what it is. What is it? It's about their child who Oh, man, we talked about it, and now I? I don't remember.
1: I think you're right. I remember us talking about it, but I don't remember what conclusion we drew, drew on it. Either way, I want to be surprised. Let's not talk
0: yeah, about okay. it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Whatever.
1: We're going to have double total lunar eclipses this year, one in May 16th and one again on November 22nd, and we <laughs> won't have another one until 2025.
0: Can I just tell you that I was very confused as to how we were going to have a double total lunar eclipse? Like What's going to
1: block the other thing? <laughs>
0: that was, uh, what other day are we going to have to play? I know. I was so confused. <laughs> oh, it, it wasn't sons. until you read two different dates, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I see now. I see. All right. I was so confused. Are we on Tatooine hmm. with the two sons? What's yeah. happening
1: here? Uh, Super Bowl halftime show is being hyped
0: Listen. more than the game. Listen. Well, Doc- heck yeah, more than the game.
1: Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. all on the half-time stage.
0: I feel like they did this just for me.
1: Na 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 na. Na 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 na. I'm excited, except uh, we're probably not going to get to watch it at the
0: church. <laughs> Do double G Snoop Dogg. Na 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 na. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Or is it Lala? It's Lala, isn't it? Lala, Lala, la, la. Is that what he does? I'm pretty mm, sure
0: it's... I'm pretty is. sure it's... I don't know what it is. I'm pretty sure it's Lala, Lala. I don't think it's law. I definitely (laughs) don't think it's law.
1: La, 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 la,
0: No. Okay, so this is a really
1: cool one. and kind of a serious one. Uh, Suicide hotline will become more accessible this year. The FCC last summer voted to require phone companies to support the 988 number for people to call to reach the existing suicide prevention hotline, which has a typical full phone number that you have to try and remember. Right. Uh, recognizing that texting is critical to Americans, particularly young people who are uh, deaf, have hearing loss, or speech disabilities, uh, the commission has since voted to require a texting option as well. Nice. Phone companies have until July of this year to implement the 988 number for both calling and texting. I think that's brilliant.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree.
1: brilliant. I Easy uh, to remember, agree.
0: 988.
1: Uh, uh, but uh, is it? <laughs> well, it will be. It's easier than trying to remember whatever the suicide prevention hotline number is. Right now, which I do not know. Uh,
0: Apple. Is it not just suicide? 1-800-SUICIDE?
1: That would be a terrible number to call. Is that what it is? Suicide The hotline number 800-273-8255. No, it wouldn't be. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. That would be awful.
0: I've, I uh, it's even...
1: okay. So it's eight hundred two seven three talk. Talk, okay. To talk to somebody.
0: I knew that there was a word.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the right amount of numbers. Yeah. Letters, so I get why. Well, you would think And I that. couldn't.
0: I thought for sure it was either suicide or hotline because they both. both fit, yeah. Fit, but mm, they miss. They missed something there. <laughs>
1: Not branding
0: here. Uh,
1: (laughs) So this is a a big one, uh, a criticism that I've had for Apple for a long time with their phone products, well, all their products, really, but uh, particularly their phones. And uh, they're actually doing something about it, which I'm going to have to give them kudos for. They're trying to make iPhone repairs easier for people who think they can fix them themselves, which there are quite a few people that are pretty savvy at fixing phones these days. Uh, and I would assume this also would apply to, like, businesses that do phone repair, cell phone repair. I would okay. hope anyway. Yeah. Uh, but in 2022, Apple will pre- pre- be premiering its self-service repair program, which will allow customers to fix newer iPhones themselves through a website which which will sell replacement parts and repair manuals to help guide DIYers. I think that's pretty great, considering repairing your phone costs. A butt-ton of money and time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, assuming these replacement parts are budget-friendly, uh, this could be a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll have full-fledged concerts for real this year in big events. Like, we, we talked about there being some restrictions. I feel like by the end of this year, there will be less, if not none. Or at least as close to none as we're ever going to get. I do believe there will be some things that will always be
0: implemented Around now, moving forward. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I, I feel like we're getting to the point where even if we get more spikes and things, most people are really just over this stuff. Yeah. Like, we're, we've reached the point where we don't care as much. Most yeah. people have been there this entire year, but now even people that have been staunch, like, do everything, get every shot, wear every mask everywhere all the time, are like, really, are we seriously still? Yeah. <laughs> we still still doing this, for real?
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, you know, and I don't even think that I realized, but just thinking back to the end of last year, I mean, like football, the games were pretty much packed.
1: Yeah, it was starting. Like I said, it was it, that's and that's why we were optimistic because it was really starting to to wind down until Delta hit. And Delta hit and things started skyrocketing and skyrocketing again and the world freaked out. Yeah. Other parts of the world freaked out more than America did, but uh still happened, yeah. Uh TV shows coming out this year? Game of Thrones prequel, House of the Dragon, mm-hmm. coming out. Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi series is coming mm-hmm. out. Which, oh, gosh, I'm hyped for that one. Rangers of the New Republic and Endor also coming out this year uh, from Star Wars. Uh, final seasons for This Is Us. I
0: don't want to talk about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched any of them since season three, I think. But now that I know there's a final season coming, I might catch up and watch the end of it.
0: So It's I... a heavy show. Yeah, I but thought good show. that I was behind, but apparently, like, I went back just a couple nights ago because it just started up. There's only two episodes of this. Of the final season? Yeah.
1: Like, it's happening now? Yeah.
0: Um And so I was like, you know what? Let me just go. I'll, fine, whatever. And I went and looked at last season and I was like, oh, I wasn't behind. I I
1: have seen all these.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, so well, anyway. That's kind
1: of a bummer, though, then, because you thought you might have had a whole other season to watch. And now you just have to immediately start on the last
0: one. Yeah, I thought that I at (laughs) least had a few episodes there at the end that I needed to catch up on. Yeah. Um, Last season was not my favorite. Last season was just not as good as...
1: I feel like it's hard for shows that are focused around drama... Yeah. ...to keep the series going long. Yeah. Because you have to continually create dramatic scenarios that are... As entertaining or more so than the ones previously that everybody already loved. Yeah. And I think eventually you hit a point where now you can't just can't do that. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I will say the first two episodes from this current season are good. Yeah. They are very good. I really I'm
1: really coming to more of a conclusion that all TV shows should have a set limit of how long they're going to run. Really? I feel like I feel like. Now, uh, of course, this couldn't, this couldn't be from the get go. Like my, my whole thought process with new shows is that you should be, if you get past two seasons and you get approved for a third season, then you should be guaranteed a final episode in case it gets caught, canceled or whatever. Yeah. That's been my thing. But now I really feel like if you get past two seasons, then at that point you are proving yourself as a viable asset and you should decide how much longer the story is going to go and Okay. set it for there. Cause that way there is no having to come up with new things and, and figure out new storylines and all this. You have a set goal, you know, you're going to get to, and you can build on that payoff way from the beginning. You know what I mean? Like in season three, you can start laying groundwork for how it's going to end in season six. Sure. And that I payoff can... would be so much more beautiful.
0: I can see that.
1: You wouldn't have cast members leaving and all this kind of stuff, and you having to figure out, oh, let's get some new cast members in there to fill in this mm-hmm. gap. And there wouldn't be all this this nonsense that TV shows have had to deal with for forever. We're in a new era where most of this stuff can be planned out already. Yeah. So let's just do that right. from the get go. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you, if you prove yourself through two seasons that people still want to watch this, then let's map it out from there and end the show.
0: Right. Okay. Sure.
1: You think that makes sense?
0: Yeah. Cause Why I was not? Thinking,
1: what was I thinking of? I was thinking of... I don't
0: know what you were thinking of.
1: <laughs> I was thinking of... Oh, gosh. What show was it? Oh, well, I was thinking of Community. I was going to... Th- yeah.
0: I knew it was Community uh, because they, they missed community. out on being able to...
1: Well, it's been back and forth. It was back and forth for forever. They got through season three, and season three was the year... That they got um, put on a brief hiatus, like they made it through Christmas, but then instead of coming back after Christmas like that was the plan, they delayed it until like after spring break, and then they poured a whole bunch of shows at the end, and so they really thought right there they were getting canceled. Mm -hmm. They thought that was the last episode of season three, so they filmed it that way, like that it could be. Yeah. Like the little montage payoff kind of thing. But then they got renewed for season four. But then they got canceled after season four, but it was only a half season. So that was weird because we're playing a school season and then they didn't air it in the right time. They were supposed to air it the first half of the year. So they started filming episodes for the first half of the year. But okay. they didn't start airing until the second half of the year. So it's Valentine's Day and you have a Halloween episode. And then suddenly it jumps <laughs> to spring in you know middle of the season. Yeah. when They started filming knowing that they were going to be in the second half of the year. So that was really weird. And then they got canceled. And so then they got picked up. By, um, oh, what was it? Maybe they weren't canceled then. I think they had one more season, season five on NBC, but then they were canceled and got picked up by Yahoo Screen and had another season. And then Yahoo Screen folded because they put so much money in the community <laughs> it wasn't ready. And so now they had their six seasons and their whole prophecy was six seasons and a movie. Yeah. And so the movie is still kind of up in the air of possibly happening, uh, even more so since the pandemic with everybody's work schedule slowing down. But still, had they been able to negotiate a deal, look, everybody loved you in season one, everybody loved you in season two, let's make this four seasons total. Mm-hmm. And so season three starts, and we can build to the end of season four and make this big payoff full season. Everybody's happy. Right. Would have been better. But of course, I know ratings are a thing. I think as we move towards all streaming stuff and move away from conventional TV with conventional ratings, that won't matter as much. Okay, It already doesn't matter as much for shows that are made for specifically streaming services. You can build a, a story around that payoff. That's what I want. It'll be more. I mean, it'll be harder. Sure. But it'll also be better. Map it all out. Like it's a home. I mean, they do it for the MCU.
0: I really do think that you're right. It makes sense. They, and do, they have
1: all these different properties for the MCU, but they, they know where they're going to be in four years. Yeah. They know where they're getting to. Even if they don't know every single path to take, they know the direction they're going to go. Mm-hmm. And so they can build towards that. It's, I mean, <laughs> Doctor Who is a show that does this well. Not perfectly because they don't ever want to end it, but to say, I
0: didn't realize that they did that.
1: Every incarnation of the Doctor, at least in the recent reboot since you know 2005 or whenever it restarted, every season both has an arc, and every like Doctor has his own arc for the two or three years that they're going to be the Doctor. They are building towards an end. Okay. And there's almost always a very satisfying payoff before that story ends. A lot of callbacks, a lot of things that let you know that, yeah, we were thinking about this three years ago. We knew this moment was going to happen. And sometimes they've done it across multiple doctors. There's a character called uh, River Song in Doctor Who,
0: okay.
1: which is bas- basically the wife of the doctor. But he meets her completely out of order. Like every time he meets her in the story, because we're following his perspective, Uh it's a different part of their relationship. Sometimes very new, sometimes very old. The first time he meets her is the last time that she's alive. Wow. Yeah. It's like their first and their last kiss. It's beautiful. And if it was just that one episode, it would have been great. But it continued on through two other doctors. And they told her whole story, where if you watched those episodes in her order, it would still make sense. That took so much effort. And it was beautiful. Like, they did it so perfectly. And so, <laughs> I want that. I want that. I know this was a long, unplanned <clears> break, <throat> and I'm sorry. But I want it. <laughs> uh, it's fair. Final seasons also of Ozark, Dead to Me, and Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is what I'm really excited about. This is the year. This is the year. The transition.
0: Oh my goodness! From Jimmy
1: McGill to the true Saul Goodman. Oh yeah. Pre pre Breaking Bad, like I believe it's supposed to set up right before his entrance in the Breaking Bad series, which I think was in season into season two of that show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Like, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. It's going to be rough and beautiful. Uh, Disney is coming out with a Moana series and a Zootopia series on Disney Plus. Both, I think, could be fun with the kids. Uh, with the kids.
0: I mean, why those two?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Moana is one of their most popular movies that have come out since Frozen.
0: I've been standing at in the, the edge, edge of the, of the water
1: long yeah, See, I can it's great. It's a great movie. The music in that,
0: gosh, the
1: music in that was some yeah. of the best ever made for a Disney
0: movie. What can I say <laughs> except you're welcome?
1: Zootopia is one of my favorite Disney movies.
0: I honestly do love Zootopia. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's because I actually like the movie or because it. For a very long time was Nick and April's, their kids, Eli and Abigail. Yeah. It was their favorite movie. And so I I see it and think of them. So I don't know <laughs> if it's because of that or if it's because I actually like the movie. But anyway.
1: Either way. It's exactly. It's going to translate to fun. Yeah. Uh, 50th anniversary of The Price is Right is this year. All right. I mean... Hasn't been the same for me. Agreed. It wasn't the same for me already with Drew Carey taking over, but it was passable. Yeah. But now, with all the weird new way they're doing it because of COVID, mm-hmm. it really feels different, and mm-hmm. I just don't want to watch it. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> and then possible Frasier reboot... Finally supposed to happen this year. New story. I don't think it's possible anymore. I think it's happening. I think it's like green greenlit. It's happening. But I do think they're still working out some character kinks because they're really trying to get somebody to come back for the show from the last series. Uh, and I don't know if they will or not. But either way, it's it's the third act of the Fraser story. And uh, I'm 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 here for it all the way. Uh, there's a new museum opening up in Times Square, a new permanent museum opening up in Times Square uh, for the Museum of Broadway.
0: I think this is awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of glad that it didn't work out that my wife and I were able to go to New York a couple of years ago because we're planning on doing it in the future. This will definitely be a stop.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Be super cool.
0: And I think that it's a good way to kind of honor the... I, I think Broadway is one of the things that a lot of people don't realize how hugely affected it was. Oh yeah. You know, and I think that this is just, it makes sense. Let's honor Broadway. Yeah. It's in this it's way.
1: A, it's a massive part of not just New York, but American history. Absolutely. And, uh, I think this would be really cool. Very entertaining yeah. to see. I uh, am excited to eventually see it. Uh, AMC is making popcorn at home, guys. You like that movie popcorn? They're bringing it to your house or the mall. You're going to be able to pick it up at retail stores, and they will have actual just AMC popcorn mall kiosks. I mean, you got your Auntie Anne's, and you got your uh, what the? What's the, the ice cookie. cream place or the oh, cookie place? That's cookie what I'm place. thinking of. Yeah, the cookie place. You got that weird place that does all the different kinds of fries. And nothing else. And then you got your AMC popcorn on the go. I'm all about it.
0: So I am all about a mall kinda mall kiosk store, but you definitely are not ever going to be able to make movie style popcorn at home. It's not gonna happen.
1: Well, I was thinking I don't not, I'm not sure how it is, but I was thinking it would be more like the bags. And there are some really good popcorn in some of those like pre popped bags. Yeah. There's some bad but, stuff too, but there's some that are really good.
0: I just don't think it's ever lived up to the expectation of
1: movie theater. Theater. Maybe popping. not. And, and that might simply just be because it's not hot. Right. Yeah. And not we hot, don't fresh have off the thing.
0: The pump of butter the to just butter. drown it in. So uh,
1: I learned a trick which I think was supposed to be a satirish, silly, nobody would ever do this thing joke on a Dude Perfect video, but it totally works. When you go to the movie theater, get us extra straw, soda, whatever, stick it down in the middle of the popcorn, pump the butter through the straw, <gasps> and you saturate the bottom. <gasps> it works. I've done it every time since I've seen it. It works so well. Wow. Go, you know, go down almost to the edge and then pull it up a little bit, right, pull it up a little bit. You right. get every layer.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is brilliant. Give it a little shake, shake and you're little good. little
1: shake. A little shake. Can't do that with the salt yet, but uh, that would require a funnel. That would require me bringing right, a funnel. Yeah, I don't think that's, nah. I don't think that's a, that's too much work. Too far. Uh, Queen Elizabeth is going to be having her platinum jubilee. It's a big carnival style pageant in June to celebrate her record setting 70 years on the throne. She has been queen almost twice as long as we have
0: been alive. My goodness. (laughs) That makes you feel young. I was going to (laughs) say, that makes me feel the opposite of what I typically feel when we are when we're talking.
1: (laughs) I'll uh, say So, the last thing that we're hoping will come true is an actual end to the COVID pandemic status. Matt. What?
0: Don't even say it. <laughs> don't even say it.
1: You don't want to name it and claim it?
0: Not. Nah.
1: Because here's, here's what I'm saying. We are Southern seeing. Baptist. Remember, we are not. <laughs> Prosperity gospel. So, what has already been happening in the last few weeks? As we've seen the CDC, Fauci, the president, all of them come out and admit, first of all, with the high number of cases that are in of Omicron that are in the hospital right now, Mm -hmm. like the vast majority of them, 90% plus are not people that went to the hospital because of Omicron. There are people that went to the hospital for their other normal hospital reasons, but because they test everybody, they found out most of them also have Omicron. Mm -hmm. And so it's a with, not because situation. Well, they've also, CDC also just came out and said, you know what? All the deaths that we had originally and everything, most of the deaths were people that had like five to eight comorbidities. The things that we all said- but they wouldn't let us say. They're admitting that there weren't a whole lot of people that died just from COVID or even just from COVID and a few other comorbidities. Most of them had a lot. The CDC has said this. Mm -hmm. Fauci has now said this. And we're like, so, 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 I don't care what he said. (laughs) So now we're getting, of course, you know, recently, the biggest thing has been like, oh, yeah, remember when we took everybody off of social media for saying that it looked like this thing probably came from a lab. Well, it came from a lab. So, <laughs> so all of this stuff that we all knew a year and a half ago is now officially being put on the record as, yeah, okay, this was true. Um, I think that is going to be the, all this right here is going to be the catalyst for people saying, so it wasn't as bad as everyone said it was like, it was bad. But it wasn't like we should stop the world, end our lives, ruin our job market, ruin the economy kind of bad. That's what people are going to feel like, especially the people that were really hardcore of follow the science. Like they, you weren't even given the science. You were not given the correct science this entire time. And you exactly. were told that you questioned it. You were going to be canceled. So I think that's the start of the revolt. I really do. The people like, all right, forget this. And Omicron itself They've already come out and said. Number one, might be peaking in the U.S. and the U.K. where it's been hit hardest uh, lately. But number two, most people really aren't having a hard time with it. Like the cases, people are still trying to fear this thing. Like cases are super shot up. You see that. You see that. Uh, chart and it goes like super low and then juts up as soon as omicron hits like thousands and thousands and thousands of new cases everybody be terrified but then you go to the other chart of deaths and it hasn't shot up a bit yeah it's steady it's been it's it's as low as it's been since delta uh peaked and went down like it stayed steady and so it's infecting a lot of people and dr fauci i think came out Last week and said, pretty much everybody's going to get it. Yeah. Vaccinated, unvaccinated, whatever.
0: Hey, I just agreed with something that he. <laughs> oh,
1: man. <my. laughs> so now what is this new feeling? I know. Uh, so now it's like, OK, well, if we're all going to get it, then why are we stopping anything then? Exactly. If there's if there's nothing we can do, if we're just all going to pretty much get it, then let's just keep doing what we do. Get our jobs done. We also just had the Supreme Court rule that, nope, we're not going to enforce all companies with 100-plus people to mandatory vaccinations or mandatory weekly tests. Final nail in the coffin. That's not going to happen. So what what, are we, what do we do at that point? There's nothing else they can do.
0: Oh, not Matt. here.
1: not here not here i don't think
0: matt i don't think listen no
1: but look though they really can't because they they they, this is an election year this is a midterm year they've got to win the people over and right now they're not i do not think even if Things were worse even if more people were dying, I do not think they would reinstitute things at this point. I
0: don't point. know, Matt. I really don't. I don't know.
1: I think politics would win out. But that's my own narcissism talking. <sighs> Look, you if 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 you're gonna get on to me for making the name and claim a joke, I'm gonna get on to you for the bad Juju magumbo feeling you got here, speaking Bad luck into existence. Because no, I'm no, 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 <laughs> no.
0: It's not that at all. It's just a matter of like
1: Be disappointed so you
0: No uh,
1: uh, Expect the worst so you don't get disappointed.
0: No. That is my husband, <laughs> not me. I don't I don't live in that mindset. Um it's just a matter of like you know, they can't do anything else from here. And, well, but we thought they couldn't do what they've done all this time and they've done it and it's been done and, and they here done we are. It. Yeah. They done did it and like, it was dead. I know. I, but was it, it though? Um, Because what was, happened
1: this year? There was a lot of stuff that was threatened to happen like that aforementioned uh, mandate.
0: Matt, I have a lot more wrinkles right now than what I did last year.
1: Okay. They stress I you out more.
0: I have a but much bigger think... headache every single day <laughs> than I... what I did last year.
1: But compared to what happened in twenty twenty, this year has been a little easier. Like they haven't added new things. <laughs> they've thought about it, they've tried. But I mean, they you
0: want me to be really honest? Yeah still feel like it's 2020. Like
1: that makes me sad.
0: No, here's the thing. (laughs) I don't feel like there's been a whole lot of, like, difference. Really? I feel like it's come in waves. Like, it's come and gone. It's been like, yeah, okay, this is great. Nope, go go right back. (laughs) Okay, we're going great. Nope, go right back. Even this past week, I have had students say did you hear that we're going back 100% to virtual? Ugh. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and every single day, more and more people are saying that to the point where I'm like,
1: What do these kids know that I don't know?
0: Yeah. What's gonna happen on Tuesday? It would make sense that now that they would, like this would be the week that they would do it. We come back a week right after Christmas break. Uh-huh. Okay, we have a three day weekend now. Yep. We're going to get an announcement on Monday that says everybody's virtual. And that just like, that is, I am sitting in a place of panic and I, I, I don't know. I do
1: appreciate you sharing that panic with me because now I get about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, no. I know. That's the it thing. Father God
1: almighty. Don't let that happen again. Um, but the other thing that's happened lately is CDC's revised the guidelines down, not up. Mm-hmm. Five days. Yeah. Five days if you're symptom-free, which most people are, then five days wearing a mask afterwards. That's, that's about it. That's better. It's not perfect, but it's better. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I feel like... I feel like we could make some strides this year to where maybe by the end of this year we're down to where, all right, let's just kind of make this our yearly vaccine flu shot-esque thing and move on with our lives.
0: Sure. (laughs) Just FYI. Yeah. The Johnson & Johnson is the first vaccine that I have had in the last 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, y'all better not be expecting me to get the booster of any kind. <laughs> I haven't had the flu vaccine in over a decade.
1: Yeah, days are either. <clears throat> I've had it off and on.
3: mm <laughs>
1: Nope. Uh yeah, I got the two Moderna shots. I have yet to have a booster. I'm not sure I'm gonna. I've heard far more horror stories from people that I trust are not lying to me about getting the booster shot than the original vaccines. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't seem like they're working all that well anyway. Lots of people who are fully vaccinated with all the boosters still catching it.
0: So I will say one of my coworkers she and her husband over Christmas both had it. She is fully vaccinated, he is not and she said I will say this, I was very angry that I <laughs> you know after getting vaccinated that I got it anyway. Um but she said that she handled it far better than her husband, recovered far faster than he did. Sure. Had far less symptoms. But then she was like, but I don't know 100% that that's because of the vaccine or just because of me versus him, you know? those
1: men are weenies well, when they get sick. I mean, that, <laughs> that's, that's also a that's the case. huge fact. But anyway, <laughs> it's just one of
0: those things that you just never know.
1: Sure. But there's enough There's enough documented evidence of people who have been fully vaccinated that had just as rough time, including death, Yeah, uh, that it's like, I just don't. Like it it started as, you know, rumors and hearsay, but now it's like, yeah, celebrities and politicians and all these people that have been fully vaccinated and have come close to dying or had a very rough time or in some cases died. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: there's either a lot more going on that they're just not talking about with comorbidities or whatever, or this just ain't working the way they were hoping it was going to work. And how about we just wait until you get it really figured out? Before we start doing every four months
0: mm-hmm. of a shot. Mm-hmm.
1: We should be able to get to the point where we do a once a year thing, just like the flu.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I hope we get to that point sooner rather than later. But anyway, that's our COVID talk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope that you are thoroughly depressed because I currently am. So. Did
1: we make it through a full year, though, without making that the main topic of any of our show?
0: No. 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 Mm-mm.
1: When did I make that promise that we were going to stop? I don't know. I f- I thought it was at the end of twenty twenty.
0: Matthew, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you were pretty sure when you said no just
0: now. My (laughs) years have all ran together, okay? The last 24 months (laughs) are just one consecutive month. That's all it is.
1: (laughs) One consecutive depression, (laughs) 30 days in repeat.
0: I really do feel like 2020 and 2021 have simultaneously flown by and drug on. It
1: really did. Yeah, it really. Well, 2021 specifically for me really felt like it was here and it was gone. But sometimes it felt like it was dragging on forever. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that puts an end to our rewind for 2021 and puts 2022 squarely in our show's crosshairs.
0: We'll see how this year pans out. But whatever the case, we will be here experiencing it all with you <laughs>
1: but for now we want to know what you think what do you think will come to 2022 come share your thoughts in our discord at discord.com in the respond to show channel you can message us on any of our socials at the back Row ltn or leave us a voicemail at 575-562-8052
0: we'll be back with more stick around
3: hey everyone I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So being a pastor that has a pretty healthy relationship with a lot of nerds out there, I have the opportunity to sometimes be a part of nerd weddings. I've even talked about it here before. I've done some really cool nerd weddings that were Lord of the Rings themed, done some uh, Avengers weddings, some Star Wars weddings. This past weekend, I was part of a wedding. That was Beauty and the Beast themed. And I knew. Like when they first approached me. About being a part of the wedding. That it was going to be Beauty and the Beast themed. But I didn't know if that meant like. Okay like the placeholders. Are Beauty and the Beast. Or just the music. Um, But y'all was everything. You know. All the ceremony music was Beauty and the Beast. I DJed too. So I did the music. And Like. Even down to the groom's fashion, he wore the Beast's full blue suit down to the frills and the lace and all, all the cool details and stuff. Even to the point that when it was time for dinner at the reception, the groom got up and did a full vocal performance of Be Our Guest. I mean, this dude imitated everything Down to a T. Like, there was a Mrs. Potts somewhere in this shindig. And me, I didn't put that much effort into it. Like, I bought a Victorian steampunk jacket off of Amazon. And that's about as much effort as I actually put into imitating Beauty and the Beast. This guy, though, he he gave his absolute best. And it, it just really reminded me of the fact that sometimes when it comes to imitating God that that's kind of the contrast between some Christians and others some Christians are okay with just having a base association of imitating God and then some people actually want to imitate God to the point that it's effective Ephesians 5 1 and 2 says imitate God therefore in everything you do because you are his dear children live a life filled with love Following the example of Christ, how he loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show, only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org, where you can learn about our Comic Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me.
1: Welcome back to the back row as the show is coming to a close.
0: And we wanted to know what was the best live action Disney plus Marvel show of (laughs) 2021?
1: So we got four options here. You got the WandaVision. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki and Hawkeye.
0: It better be Wanda.
1: By far, 44.3%. Yeah. Love the WandaVision. Loki came in in second with 29.5. Hawkeye with 14.8. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, 11.4. I understand. We didn't put that in the list of the worst TV shows uh, to talk about. Um, but it's it wasn't I mean, I'm not going to talk about it. It wasn't what we thought it was going to be. Let's just put it that way. It wasn't bad, comparatively to most shows, but compared to WandaVision, Loki,
0: yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Now, before we go, we want to share some things that we love. You want to go first? You want me to go first?
0: Uh, it doesn't matter.
1: I will go first. In that. Okay. I love my air fryer. Oh, got me an air fryer for Christmas and haven't gotten super creative with it. I'm just like making most of the stuff that I already make, yeah, <laughs> but in an air fryer, yeah. So I'm like making uh, 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 tortilla pizzas and quesadillas in there, that's working out really well. Nice, carb balance tortillas. Uh, I've made some bacon wrapped hot dogs up in that thing. Hey, Holy cow, those are delicious. That's a new addiction for me now. Wow. Oh. Um, bought my boys some like dinosaur chicken nuggets. Mm, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They love them more than Wendy's chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. They're going crazy for them. Yeah. I am I've never seen my middle son devour his chicken nuggets so fast. Like he gets mad because they're hot cuz he wants to dive into them immediately.
0: I don't know really what it is exactly. But there is something about an air fryer that just makes your food so much better. Yeah.
1: And not worse for you at all. It's not actually frying it in anything. Yeah. It's brilliant. Mm -hmm. I have seen that they have like paper things. Kind of, they kind of look like coffee.
0: Yes, filters, that yeah. Filters,
1: but they have like paper things you can put in there to keep it clean. Mm-hmm. With some foods, it'll work. With some foods, so I'm going to look into getting into that because it is annoying having to wash it every day. Yeah. Uh, but, but overall, probably the most successful new appliance I've had as an adult. Awesome. So thank you so much, and You're I, I know there's so much more I can do with it, and I'm excited to learn. Yeah. It's so fast and convenient. I love it. Awesome!
0: Yay! <laughs> uh, so my thing is. Teachers pay teachers. It is a, uh-huh. it is a website, teacherspayteachers.com. Um, it is basically where a bunch of different teachers can go on and they can put resources and worksheets and, um, aids for other teachers to purchase at a very minimal cost, or a lot of them are even free. And so, um, a lot of like the library worksheets that I will I'll use to supplement the lesson or whatever book it is that we're reading for the week, I'll just hop on Teachers Pay Teachers and I'll search that book and if anybody has created any material for that book, it brings it all up. Wow. I can search through it, figure out which one is the best <laughs> price, the best bang for my book, and purchase it and then print. I download it and print it right then. Um I have zero problems paying for someone else's work. Yeah, you know, um, it's like I want to say between four and six bucks for a packet.
1: Yeah, that's not bad at all.
0: Yeah, um, especially
1: compared to like professional stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, and it is all very professionally done. Sure. You know, and there's a lot of people I guess who need branded stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and I mean, you know, this with having worked with me in the past, I have all these ideas of what I would like for something to look like. I just don't have the ability to put it all in a, in a document and make it look nice (laughs) and professional. So if I have an idea of what I want and then someone else has used their skills and resources to create it, yep, I'm going to pay that person for it. So
1: I think our youth pastors, uh, are a part of something similar. They're a part of like some sort of online youth pastor co-op kind of deal where youth, youth groups, youth pastors uh, in other places are like creating games and creating yeah. activities and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and some of them are free and some of them are like, yeah, pay me five bucks mm-hmm. and you can have all the printout assets for this game right. and all the rules on the play. Like they downloaded a game, a, a real life version of Among Us to mm-hmm. play with a youth group. With all the different printouts, all the different materials that you need, explaining the rules perfectly. And it was a blast. I played it so many times. Uh, and it was five bucks. Like I mean, that's that's that was a a great deal. Yeah. For not having to come up with any of this on your own.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Exactly.
1: So yeah, I like that.
0: My I know a lot of people that are like, uh uh, I'm not paying that. I am not gonna do when I can just create it, okay, yeah, but time is money.
1: Yeah, that's worth it for a little bit. I ain't got the time. Yeah. A five spot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heck yes.
0: Yep. And I will gladly <laughs> pay another teacher.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: 100%. So yes, that's my something I love for the week.
1: I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's end with our verse for the day, Mo. Our
0: verse for the day is First Samuel 2, 7. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and he exalts.
1: And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo.
0: We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again next week.
1: Remember that we are our full morning shows first, exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNonair.com air.com every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our three full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching The Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars and leave your review. Or don't. We're not your parents. We won't be mad, just disappointed.
0: Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics
1: and make sure you're following us on all the socials we're on the book the twit the gram and the talk just search for at the back row LTN and connect with us once again I'm radio Matt
0: and I'm Mo. and remember
1: if nobody else tells you we promise it's true Jesus Jesus loves loves you nerd. nerd